Hello and welcome to 60MW. I'm Chris and I'm joined by my awesome friend, it's Mr. Adam Parry. Hello. Good evening, Mr. Savloy. How are you? I'm very well. You were very close to calling me Mr. Savile then. I was sure I was, <laughs> was going to take a bit of offence to. Yeah, no, the, the Savloy was his preferred weapon of abuse. Sa- Savloy? I, I don't, do you like Savloys? I do, yeah, because you can't really get them up north, so I kind of miss them. Uh, see. I, I do I do have one if I go down south. I, I do eat them occasionally, but I think they've got a bit of a funny, they've got quite rubbery, some of them, aren't they? Yeah, you have a good, good, nice, good thick skin on them. They've got, <laughs> they've got um, a bit of a funny aftertaste. I, I quite like a battered sausage myself. Mm, I, I like sausages au naturel. I think. How oh, do you? But but Savloy is like chomping down on a cock <laughs> because they've got <laughs> thick, thick skin. So. Mm. Yeah. Well, There's plenty of give in a Savloy before it snaps. Yeah. It. It. They do. Like I said, I can. I can. Well, <laughs> I can sort of picture it in my mouth right now. Um, and the Savloy. Yeah. No, it is. And when you bite into it, it, like you said, if the skin's quite thick, then it has got a bit of a, a crunch to it, hasn't it? You know, yeah. almost. Yeah. But uh, anyway, um, this is a Spotlight Reflection movie show, which um, yes. is the first one we've done or released since the 1st of May. Crikey. Um, when, do, when do we record it? Uh, it would have been probably middle of May. I can't remember exactly. But uh, yeah, we uh, have had a little break. And uh, so it's the 3rd of August as of recording. So we've had a a few months off. But we are going to be back into it and uh, recording hopefully fairly regularly till the end of the year. We we didn't fall out or anything. No one needs to worry. We don't, you know, no one needs to stop writing fan mail to us because, you know, they think that we've split up or anything like that. We're not divorced. No, we're not. um, I think it's, we're we're in a fairly happy, happy place, happy marriage, shall we say. It's not a marriage of convenience. No. Or anything It's a marriage of lust. Well, it is. You know, I'm always after you and you spurn my affections. Well, you know, someone's got to be the one who's hard to get. (laughs) Hard to get, but you know at the end of the night it's happening. Yeah, of course it is. Anyway, um, so for people who haven't listened to one of these shows before, they are all about movies, revisiting films from our younger years as I am getting on, uh, as are you. Uh, I think, well, you, when was your, when's your birthday? What month? January. Oh, so that, yeah, you had a birthday before we recorded last time. Yeah, so. that doesn't mean I'm getting old just because my birthday's in January. No, but I think I'm a little bit older than you. I, I, yeah. I had a birthday and I'm 47 now. So uh, it's, it's a strange one, isn't it? Because when you think about things like films that aren't you think oh they're not that old and you think shit me that was like 25 years ago um it's it's crazy isn't it so well we're 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 pummeling pummeling that's not even the right word we are hurtling towards being a quarter of the way through this this century which is frightening yes uh so like it's 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 a it's a strange one as uh but no it's like revisiting films uh from uh i think initially it was from our childhood but they've they've carried on through our teens, maybe early 20s as well. There's no restriction on it, no. basically. Oh, no. We, we, we could easily go mid-20s. Yeah. But, um, you know, I think what our, some of our most recent shows, we've done films from 2008. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's... Um, Did we? Yeah, with The Happening and Doomsday. Oh, yeah, yeah true. 
But again, that's that's still, what, 15 years old? Yeah, I know. It's still almost old enough to learn to drive. Uh, uh, yeah, it's it's crazy. So uh, I say my daughter's 11 now, so that just goes to show you how time is ticking on because we've well I started podcasting just before she was born so <laughs> Jesus <laughs> um, but yeah so anyway we uh, alternate picks and the last pick that I chose was uh, No Retreat No Surrender 3 Blood Brothers uh, the reason being because I like martial arts films and I hadn't seen it for a very long time and we did No Retreat No Surrender 2 so it seemed to be a natural progression um, and then you picked a film which, uh, well, it was unexpected for me. I'd never seen it. I've never seen it before, which is always a, a nice treat. Ooh. No. So uh, you picked. Oh, well, I was waiting for you to. Oh, were you? <laughs> King of the Kickboxers. The King of the Kickboxers. Yes. Yeah. Um, which... which had some similarities to No Retreat, No Surrender 3, purely by coincidence, because. I don't research anything. I just choose films. Yes. And it turns out, was it the same director, same star? Same director. So Lucas Lowe, uh, who directed uh, No Retreat, No Surrender 3, went on to direct this, according to uh, IMDb, in the same year. or uh, They're both released in 1990. Um, and yes, stars Lauren Av- Avdon, I think. I'm not sure if it's... I think that's how you pronounce it. Avedon. 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 Yeah, I watched... Avedon. Yeah, I watched um, a YouTube uh, interview with him. Uh, Scott Adkins, who's been in quite a few films, uh, known for martial arts and whatever. Uh, He's he's got a channel on YouTube, which I'll find out in a minute. But he... Um, I want to point out Dave has interviewed him as well. So there is an interview show on on the uh, 60MW website. But um, he does uh, a a YouTube channel, which is all about interviewing martial arts stars and especially people from that era, you know, kind of, uh, you know, people like Lauren Avedon. So he did interview him. And uh, now, to my knowledge, he has got other credits. But for me, he's only known for three films, which is... um, no Retreat, No Surrender 2, 3, and King of the Kickboxers. Uh, he's not done anything else I've seen. So he talked a lot about them and it, uh, uh, those films and making them and, and everything. It's quite an interesting interview to get the chance to watch it. So, um, But yeah, why did you pick this film? Fucking hell, that's... Um... That was a while ago. Because uh... I know that you've said before that you, you were more into horror films than you were into... Um, martial arts stuff, I suppose. When you, yeah, were up. I went, I went through, I went through a phase, um, and uh, I'm just trying to think what films I would have, I would have, um, what do we call it? I would have uh, rented uh, around about the same time, and there was no, definitely no retreat, no surrender. One, possibly a Van Damme of some description, mm. probably Bloodsport, I think. Yes, um, and then. The selection at the local shop was a little bit measly. It was more horror than than uh, like martial arts films, and this one was there, King of the Kickboxers. So I rented it and watched it, and couldn't remember anything about it at all. So I chose it because I thought, well, I just thought I'd follow up a martial arts film that we did with which you chose. I thought I'd follow up with another one, and because my experience is a little bit low with them, I just chose one that I knew. Mm. So. I don't have any massively fond memories of it, but it, I just thought, oh, it'd be interesting since we, since we watched um, 
I'd seen uh, No Retreat, No Surrender 2 before when we did that. I'd never seen the third one. So I thought, oh, yeah, I'll choose one that I've seen. And, well, obviously, and, uh, yeah, King of the Kickboxers. Had no idea what to expect. Only apart from when we spoke about it and you said it was supposed to be crap. But yes. we'll see. We'll see if it is. Well, we'll, we'll find out. Um, mm. So, uh, and looking at Wikipedia, for however true this is, apparently it's also, excuse me, known as Karate Tar- Tiger 5, for some reason, <laughs> and No Retreat, No Surrender 4. Ooh. So, you know, if that is true, then, uh, as we've established before, because No Retreat, No Surrender 2 and 3, even though they have the same star as Lauren Avedon, they, uh, they're not recurring characters at no. all, are they? They're, you know, no. it's, so, and I can't think of any other series that does that, that sort of um, has, has the same actors, but... Return of the Living Dead 1 and Return of the Living Dead 2. Oh really? Yeah. Two has two's got two of the main characters out of one in it, and but it's completely different. No, it's weird because it, well, no, I won't go there because I might choose it at some point. Who knows? But it's a bit weird. But similar sort of thing. Ah, oh, well there you go. Um, so as I mentioned, I hadn't seen it, but uh, I had a friend at work who mentioned it to me because we were talking about martial arts films and stuff at some point, and he said you've got to watch this because it is one of the worst films ever. So and I never got round to watching it, and up until about uh two days ago um well yeah so i watched about an hour of it two days ago and then i watched half the last half an hour or so of it yesterday so it's pretty fresh in my mind yeah i Uh, I watched most of it last night and then i watched the last 17 minutes of it this morning oh well there you go um so in terms of its cast as i mentioned you've got lauren avedon as jake donahue um who's a cop and then you've got Richard Jekyll as Captain O'Day, uh, <laughs> who is his captain, who shouts a yes, lot. Yes, he it's does cap- what captains do in these type of things. Yeah. Uh, Don Stroud as Anderson, who's kind of like, um, well, he's like his contact in Bangkok, isn't he? He's, uh, he's Yeah, a, sort of. He's Interpol handler, isn't he, sort of. Yeah. Uh, Billy Blanks as Khan. Uh, yep. I don't think uh, other than looking at his imdb i've seen any of the billy blanks films he but he appeared in uh the last boy scout you know that opening scene in the last boy scout where the guy blows his head off yes uh that's Vaguely. billy that's billy blanks apparently okay. didn't they push him quite a bit in this film i'm sure he i'm sure he appears on the on the uh credits quite high up yeah um i mean he's he's on the cover and everything as well yeah, and as well yeah on the video so he's um yeah, um, I just know him for that Tybo. He did that Tybo thing, didn't he? Like exercise videos oh, and stuff. Shit, was that him? And he got really famous for it. Yeah. God, I hope did his acting improve. Right. <laughs> um, and then you've got a re- another recurring character from uh, No Retreat, No Surrender Three, Sherry Rose, who plays Molly. Um, now, I don't know if you remember her from being in No Retreat, No Surrender Three. She was sort of like the hostage that um, Keith Vitale's character pushes into the terrorists and says, take her, take her. Don't oh, you? fucking hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There you oh, go. Well. Ah, fair enough. Yeah, she gave us, she gave, you know, yeah, she gave away her, her uh, flange, didn't she, very quickly. Yes, pretty much. Um, now, looking at her IMDb, she appeared in a TV series called Black Scorpion, which... I've never seen before. It's from the early two thousands, but just looking at the, um, the, vi- the the cover, 
I'm surprised I never watched it because it looks pretty. The main, put it like this: the main character is wearing little, literally hardly anything, um, some kind of leather get-up, uh, like a leather bikini, yeah, basically. And um, it's it was created by Roger Corman as well, so that's another plus point, I suppose. But anyway, the character that she played in it, I'm guessing, was a, like a, a sort of superhero villain or whatever called aftershock but her alter ego was professor she's got the best name ever <laughs> professor ursula undershaft <laughs> <laughs> which is amazing yeah. um, <laughs> so i found that out anyway um and then you've got um there's another recurring character oh, God, uh, is there david Michael Sterling, who um, was in No Retreat, No Surrender 3 as Angel. If you remember, Angel was the sort of... He played a similar character in, in this. He plays a character in this called Mr. McKinney, who's kind of like... He's not the boss, but he sits below the boss and he does the, the bosses. Yeah, I called him the eel man because he's proper slimy. He's a, Yes, I put sleazy fucker in my notes. Um, and then I think that's about it. But then you've also got Keith Cook, who plays Prang, which has got the stupidest fucking name ever, I think. <laughs> Prang. Prang, which just kept making me think of um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Krang. Was that Krang? Well, yeah. Isn't there, isn't there a wang in either like a Virtua Fighter or Tekken? Prang sounds like a character in a shitty knockoff Tekken ripoff. Yeah. Um, however, I have to, oh, so Keith Cook, um, you may remember from China O'Brien. That's the he hasn't got many credits on IMDb, but one of his first films was uh, China O'Brien mm. around the same time as this. So he's very busy in 1990 because he got uh, China O'Brien one, two, and then he got King of the Kickboxers. Yeah, um, and then in '95 he played Reptile in Mortal Kombat the movie. Um, and then in 97, he played Mortal, uh, Sub-Zero in Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Uh, and then he hasn't done a lot after that, really. So, but who Who is Ong in the film? Ong. Ong. Well, it Su- says Ong Su Han plays Thassi. Right. Uh, yeah. So his real name, according to, again, IMDb, is Ong Su Han. Uh, now, I think I recognised him from... Is he Dra- a dragon? Dragon. Yes. Um, the Bruce Lee story. Yeah, he's with- the one who gets he, he gets the ump on a film set, doesn't he, or something. Yeah, that's it, because he, he says... Uh, I think the... Is it the big boss they're filming? And, and- yeah, I suppose the choice is limited and we know it's not Enter the Dragon. So. No. And, and so, anyway, he bursts onto the set because he says something like, you know, he... Uh, he, Bruce Lee beat up his brother or something and then they have yeah. a proper fight doesn't he so yeah because he's quite muscular isn't he yeah I, I think I called him the Thai Ivan Drago just because he had that same sort of square haircut and he was quite big uh, apparently looking at his IMDB he uh, appeared in Bloodsport 2 mm. as, as a character called Demon <laughs> which yeah okay do you reckon he was a baddie whatever um, surprised he hasn't been in more films because it He's quite an imposing um, presence, I suppose, on the screen. Yeah. He's quite good looking, I guess. You know, and he, you know, he looks the part. I'm surprised yeah. he hasn't done more stuff. I think it's because every script that they asked him to test for, they asked him to say the word "world." Ah, uh, okay. It comes out as "whirl." 
Well, <laughs> and uh, far, father rather than father. Uh, there you go. It's always a struggle. Um, so yeah, it's um, according to IMDb, it has a five point eight out of ten, and that's out of one thousand nine hundred uh, ratings. Um, it's on for one hour thirty nine, so just nine minutes, I guess, over that magic mark. Yeah, yeah. Although the version I watched wasn't one hour thirty nine. Well, see, this is it, right? So I noticed that there were two versions on YouTube, so I picked the longest one because I thought, you know... And I did have a quick look to see if there was any filler in it, because you know, sometimes it's just like, you know, they'll finish it early. But Yeah. So... I don't think I watched that version. I think I watched the shorter version. Because there seemed to be some very weird cuts in there, which I'm assuming we'll find out about. Yeah. Because... Um, I think I chose the newer one because I thought it might look better. But then I, I didn't even think... See, we haven't done it for so long. I didn't look at the time because I'm, I'm an idiot. So mm. I thought, oh, that one was uploaded sooner. So it might be better quality. And then it was all right quality. And I thought, eh, that'll do. Yeah. Uh, so there you go. That's that's pretty much it. So have you got a synopsis? Oh, um, yes. God, I forgot we do that because there's no... no, no um, what do you call it? What's the other one? Oh, it's Metacritic. Metacritic, yeah. 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 Ooh, etc. Uh, right, the uh, synopsis for King of the Kickboxes is thus... Uh, a cop goes undercover in Thailand to avenge his brother's death in this martial arts film. Ah. <laughs> I'm glad they, um, you know... Uh, gave us that clarification at the end because <laughs> yeah, you know if you didn't know it was martial arts it's called king of the kickboxers and or, it's got two people fighting on the front or is it the plot so paper thin they couldn't actually even they had to put that in to make it more than one line long yeah but then you could just end it just say a cop goes undercover in thailand to yeah, avenge true. his brother's death that's it yeah so i'm just, so just thinking of one line long he's my uh, other favorite martial artist right <laughs> Um, well, there you go. I think that is about everything uh, yeah. in terms of the... Yeah, so, right. Uh, shall we have a listen to the three-minute-long trailer? Fucking three minutes. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, again, I don't know why they needed a three-minute-long trailer particularly, <laughs> but still. Uh, anyway, you'll probably you'll hear a bit of dialogue and you'll hear lots of fighting and the yeah. usual... Well, you could do the punching effects quite good, can't you? Well, <laughs> Yeah. Oh, and there's slashing knives as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's a couple of different slashing noises, but we'll get to one of them because one of them, I'm sure, I've, I'm sure I uh, pinpointed down to what they made it from. Ah. Oh. Okay. Cool. Alrighty. Uh, right. Here's the trailer for the King of the Kickboxers. In mysterious Thailand, the home of the world's deadliest sport, when the cameras roll, death awaits. Me a visit today, asked about a loan out. And you lucky stiff, I'm gonna send you over there. But where's over there? My luck, it'll be Jersey. No, it's better than Jersey. Thailand. Ah! Now the deaths of these films are for real. That's where the action and the market is. Business is very good, but to meet the demand, somebody has to get killed. A New York cop becomes part of this secret world in the steaming jungles of Thailand. 
masquerading as a fighter. He is really on a mission of vengeance. You're not hitting me with that. Thy proverbs say success come through pain. It's been 10 years now, and death is just around the corner. I'm ready to face it. I don't fear it. Then you stand a chance against Khan. Encountering the most deadly enemy. There's no winner or loser. Only life or death. <laughs> to conquer this enemy, he has to learn to enter the ring without fear. Completely and totally ready to die. One man will leave the ring alive, and he will be the king of the kickboxers. Right, so that was the trailer. Um, and um, now, how many pages of notes did you make for this? Um, a staggering nine and a half. <laughs> oh my god. Wow. Okay. Well, I'm out, I'm out of um, I'm out of kilter, so I've forgotten how to write notes. Sort of. Yeah, uh, uh, shorterly. Sh- <laughs> shorterly. <laughs> uh, well, I will uh, see. I, I promise I'll do better next time. I typed these up as I went, um, which is what I'd normally do is the film I haven't watched before. I will watch it and then I'll rewatch it. But I didn't have as much time to do that, so I typed it as I went along. Yeah, did you also find you you didn't really have to concentrate on the complexities of the plot and characters? Well, there was that. Um, so, and, uh, so I wrote as, as this word document, anyway, it's three pages long and it's, uh, 1,760 words I typed. So. Blimey. So we'll be done in about 20 minutes, aren't we? That's, that, that, that's, <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Anyway. Yeah. What, did, what did you think of the trailer, by the way, apart from if you watch the trailer, you really, it basically shows most of the last fight. It, it does. Um, then the voiceover in it is really bad Shit. yeah <laughs> and exaggerated i think well, we could we could have done a better job oh, than that definitely we? definitely but you'd at least expect you know one at least one of the traditional trailer voices in it yeah but instead it's not it's a person who does not fit for voiceover no it's, it, it's and i think he just try to add some emphasis into what he's saying but at the same time it's just like it's not good and people can make their own minds up about that, but um yeah. Who will survive the king of the kickboxers or something yeah, like that. Kind of says it the way that Mr. Avedon delivers it half of his lines. Yeah. Um so and I think 
well, I, I don't know if you want to judge his acting skills over the three films. I mean, we probably can't remember too much about uh, No Retreat, No Surrender 2. Oh, no, not two. Three, I remember the amazing scene where, where their dad died. Oh, yes, yes. And the the emotion. And there are, there are moments in this film where the emotion is magnificent. It, yeah, it's um, over the top. It's not very subtle, is no. it? But, no. <laughs> um, so anyway, the first thing that pops up is the logo, which um, you mentioned a uh, video game earlier on. And I thought it, it kind of looked like it was a nice enough logo. And it's a bit like a 16-bit video game type. Exactly what I put. I put, oh, very metallic logo. Looks like an 80s, uh, oh shit, an 80s beat em up. Yeah, like a fighting does. game. Does, doesn't yeah. it? So there we go. Look at that. We haven't recorded for ages and we're on the first, you know, same page yeah. already. If it said Renegade 4 or Double Dragon something or other, it would not surprise me. Yeah, totally. So, um, and so then you open up and there's a, a sort of Muay Thai uh, contest going on. And it's very specific about the month, isn't it? It's June 1980. <laughs> yeah. Why? Why, why is it? Uh, I, I don't know why the month was necessary particularly. but Well, it's obviously June because people don't defend their really cheap-looking titles in uh, January, February, March, April or May. Yeah. So, um, and then you've got an American fighter who's fighting a Thai fighter and he's been cheered on by a young boy. Yeah. Um, and uh, I thought it was his son at first. Yeah. Um, and then... He's also ginger. That needs to be pointed out. Okay. See, I didn't make make note of that but um that you know it's i don't know what you thought of the fighting initially it's it's pretty most standard. of it seemed to be almost unchoreographed and just people helicoptering at each helicoptering at each other um either that or it's just not particularly well shot but uh yeah the the thai bloke almost head did or almost headbutts the camera at one point mm-hmm. oh yeah I did, was that like supposed to be on purpose do you think is it like, okay i think it, i think it was but Maybe not quite as close as he got to the lens. Yeah. Because I imagine the camera's probably worth more than he was as an actor. So, and, um, a few times in this film, when they're doing power shots, they kind of go hit them slowly and then they stop. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So it's like punching and then you hold your fist against someone's face and then they react in a way like they've been hit. To make it look like it's hard, but it just doesn't, it comes across as slow. Yes. Regardless of the... <clears throat> You put in the background. It's it's just yeah weird. And also, what I've noticed when they do that, when they do that kind of like slow motion sort of power shot, they they'll go. Oh, I, can't, I can't do it. You know, like, kind of like it's like it's been hit hitting them. Mul- oh yeah, multiple yeah, like, times. Like <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Oh, you're so good at that. <laughs> um, Fuck it. I should have had the job in the 1980s to record the sounds. <laughs> Yes. Um, anyway, the American guy wins. Um, Ooh, quick question. Yes. Because he sort of he knocks him down. I can't remember what he does. Did he have a special move? I can't remember. But why is it, right, when anyone, he knocks him down and the bloke sat there on it, laid on his back grimacing, trying to get up and failing. Why is it as soon as, in all these films, when everyone gets to the, you know, eight, nine, they're still on the ground, it's going, Aah. as soon as they say 10, they pass out. Hmm. Yeah. And also, I noticed that there's a referee in the ring, obviously, but 
um, instead of saying, right, go to corner or hold, he's like, he's right on top of him. It's like, he's not going to give him a second to get back to his feet and get, you know, if he was going to get back to his feet and get, get you know, have another go. But uh, yeah. Um, and then, yeah, it's it, he wins a belt. It's a bit of a well, shitty belt. It's the shittest belt I've ever seen. It's it's crap. It's not very good. Um, and then the it's three three ribbons with a with a small metal fucking ashtray on it almost. <laughs> it looks like. Um, and so, and then the kid he's taking a picture. He's got his Polaroid camera, and he's really pleased and happy. And and then. Um, it, I, you know, there's a few similarities to Kickboxer. Let's be honest, <laughs> just a few <laughs> with Van Dam. But this, this did remind me a lot of that. You know, that kind yeah. of um, opening scene, I guess. Well, av- avenging brother stroke father is, you know, obviously so many martial arts films and old beat 'em ups and stuff. That's just the plot, isn't it? Yeah. Um, anyway, they get into this tuk tuk thing. They end up getting followed. Um, and the conversation that the, the brother, the brothers have together, the younger one sounds a bit special. Fuck me, he can't act at all. It, he's terrible. It is pretty bad. Um, and so anyway, they they get to this beach, and then they get stopped by a group of people and get attacked. Um, yeah. And someone someone fires a machine gun, and they manages to miss. Yes. Um, but then the big brother gets out, shows he's got some skills, and he beats the uh, the fighters up. Um, that are attacking him. And then, like you said, Billy Blanks is revealed to have this machine gun and he blows up the tuk-tuk. Yeah. Um, and then um, he proceeds to kick the shit out of the older brother. Yeah. Well, after his fine bit of... You know, it's always good to make a first impression when you're acting. And at this point, you realise, right, he's got one note, which is sort of angry and his delivery is terrible. I mm. think the line was weird as well. You were not to win tonight. You were not to win tonight, so I don't know. Yeah, that I must admit that kind of I didn't make a note of that. That went over my head a little bit. But they have this conversation about was, was he supposed to lose to the? Was it fixed yeah. or? Yeah, exactly. This hold on, what? Because he's not good enough. Yeah, like you said, because it's fixed. Was there a plot point that's just been cut? Yeah, I yeah, and that's why I'm saying I think it went over my head because it didn't seems to fit in with the rest of the you know um anyway there's some nice slow-mo kicks i guess and um billy blanks does this jumping splits kick which i yep. guess is quite impressive it's that's his special move isn't it yeah he's, yeah he's, 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 that's well it's a combo special move isn't it so that that's his uh down down to towards semi-circle or quarter circle kick yeah uh, then i'm assuming to do the double chest kick Maybe go backwards again, and then you drag and punch for the final roundhouse or something. Yeah, he's got like three special moves, yeah. pretty much, Un- isn't he? Unstoppable. Yes. Um, and uh, then it kills him. It it does. It's it, yeah, because he doesn't do anything else. I thought he, you know, he's gonna snap his neck or yeah. I couldn't figure out how it killed him because all right, I mean the split kick. He actually sort of raises his hands, so he doesn't get the full impact of that. All right, he gets a double boot in the chest and then another one. But not enough to have him spitting out the massive gob full of blood as he goes flying back. And then, you know, his face is covered in claret as he's laying on the floor dead. Mm. It didn't seem like enough to kill. And uh, then Billy Blank snaps the belt in half 
Um, and then he kicks his little brother's head in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did find that quite funny. <laughs> well, you get to see that quite a lot, don't you, in flashbacks yeah. as the film goes on. Yeah, but because the kid gets to shout "No, Sean, no," and he he can't even deliver that well. It's terrible. Yeah, um, and it's just the the sort of I don't know because you sort of see from his you don't see the Billy Blanks delivering the kicks as such, you just see a foot kicking him in the head. Um, yeah. And so then, you know, he's getting smacked about a bit and then he's all blooded. Uh, and um, uh, I suppose quite a, a poetic little scene where the Polaroid is next to his bloodied head <laughs> and there's a trail of fire burning it in half where his, yeah. bro- his brother, you know, was, I guess. Um, yeah. So how, how did his brother get home? I don't know, but well, and I take it that oh, there's no investigation by the police or anything like that. So, no. um, but yeah, and and does he just get up the next day and go? Oh, I've got a flight to catch. Yeah, um, and yeah. So, well, that's it. Because and this all happens in like the first five minutes of the film. Yeah, you know, there's no kind of lead up to the the relationship between the the brothers or whatever. I suppose at least with Kickboxer, you get to see the the let's say the older brother, not Jean Claude Van Damme is like it's all about power whereas like Jean-Claude Van Damme's a bit more tippy-tappy or whatever and there's a little bit of development between the two of them for, for you yeah. actually to give a shit when he does get you know paralyzed or whatever yeah and they're both they've both got skills whereas this is just a little kid with a camera who has been invited by his big brother to watch him win a fight yeah um so anyway flash forward to March 1990 yeah. March remember March <laughs> uh in New York and um so there's this whole thing where somebody gets out of a car, it's an undercover police van, and they're watching things going on. And then Lauren Avedon, he does his appearance where, you know, in No Retreat, No Surrender 3, he appears at that bar. Yeah. And he's got, you know, he's combing his hair and he's acting all tough and whatever. Um, he appear, they go, He goes to a warehouse. Yeah. Oh, uh, just by the way, just in case anyone hasn't realised, Lauren Avedon's the brother, but he's grown up. Ah, Yes. Yes. What's his name in the film? Because I just put L.A. Lauren Avedon. Jake. Oh, uh, Jake. Jake Donahue. That's it. Jake. I I, I couldn't remember um, the girl's name either, so I just put the girl. <laughs> <laughs> just uh, it just passed me by. Anyway, yeah. so... Molly Slagwagon. <laughs> Molly Undershaft. Um, <laughs> so yeah. So anyway, he's an undercover cop, and now. I know we've talked about this before, but the music from this scene oh, is taken. No, was it? It's taken directly from uh, Michael Kamen's score of Lethal Weapon. I shit you not. I listened to it and I thought I've heard that music before. That is from Lethal Weapon. Um, it's is it? It's mm, the scene it, I... where if you go back, go back and watch the start of Lethal Weapon, where the girls are sort of hanging out off the balcony, and then the music it changes from Jingle Bell Rock to the actual score. It's that score, and yeah. it's yeah. You watch them if you well if you got access to Lethal Weapon, watch that scene and then watch this scene, and you'll be like, holy shit! Because oh, I thought the music was terrible. I'm well, surprised. There you go. Um, so yeah, he's an undercover cop buying dope, um, and he does that classic thing of where he puts his finger in and licks it. Does that yep. does that ever work? Is that I've never tried it, but I, I, is that? Uh, I'm assuming you well. It, well, it must do. 
Because every every film in the world ever does it. Yeah, lick your possible. little finger, put it yeah. in the in the coke or whatever. Have a quick is. dab, rub it on your gums. Yeah. Only he spits it out, whereas usually I just go, yeah, that's real nice shit. He spits it out. And <laughs> but I was think, thought, you know, because have you ever you've had Kaloi and things like that kind of in the past, haven't you? You know, I'd, what key 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 lime? Kaloi. What? <laughs> you've never had Kaloi before. Sorry, this is a Birmingham word. I can't tell if you're actually saying a word or if it's just your accent. Kaloi. What? Kaloi. It's, uh, it's, uh, or, oh, I'm trying to think what's another, uh, another way of describing it. Kaloi, yeah. Uh, sherbet is its, uh, um, sherbet, you know, like a, a sweet. The fuck is Kaloi? Oh my God, it's a real thing. I'm not joking. Right, do you actually mean sherbet? It's, Yes, but it is also or, known as Kaloi. Where? Right, I'm going to put this in the chat, so not this is for, no good for anybody else, but <laughs> I'm sure that there are people listening to this going, I know what Kaloi is. I know yeah, Dave will. Your mum and dad there, or whoever. Look at the chat. It even says there, rainbow crystals, K or Kaloi in brackets. What? K-A-Y-L-I. You, you can say it as many times as you want, but I've never heard of it. Oh, well, there you go. You've learned something new. It's true. You, they sell it in sweet shops. Oh, sherbet pips. It's well, no, it's not the pip. It's like the powder. It's you know, like the um. No, but that's what we call them. We call them sherbet pips. Oh right, okay. Oh, hold on, I'm looking at something different. That don't help, does it? Sorry, I was looking at the thing at the top of that sherbet pips. Uh, rainbow crystals, Kali. Or sh- it's so. Here we go. Why ain't sherbet? It's too big for sherbet. So, Kaloi, it's a lovely old-fashioned name for the neo-modern sherbet or rainbow crystals. Uh, you would use hard licorice moistened with spittle or your finger. Oh, delightful. <laughs> <laughs> I'm reading this from um, from the Collins Dictionary. Uh, yeah, you use a hard licorice moistened with spittle or your finger to dip into the sweet sugary powder. Yeah, just get your glistening bell end and dab it in the end before you insert it into the pig. <laughs> so maybe I Kaloi from based on this then is an old fashioned word that my probably my nan yeah. would have used. But yeah. See I thought you were just talk, talking about someone called Carly. No no. Anyway. <laughs> That's a side note. So anyway, um yeah, so um so I've always wondered what that tasted like. Is it you know, is it is it uh, and not that I've ever wanted to try it, you know, just to see what it tastes like. But well, I can't imagine it tastes of fizzy strawberries. No. Um, anyway, uh, as we noticed in, or I, I noticed, I think more than you did in No Retreat, No Surrender Three. There's actually a boom mic in oh, this for shot. Fuck's sake! I didn't. You know what? I didn't even bloody look, did I? What it, muppet? It's the only one that I noticed where there were lots of that in the last film, but it's it sticks around for quite a long time. <laughs> um, I was probably too entranced by by. Bad Boy's mullet, because it's a good mullet. It is pretty good, yeah. Uh, anyway, um, what's his fucking name again? Because I've just put... Uh, uh, Jake. Jake, that's it. Jake, Jake, Jake. Okay. Um, th- they don't believe he's a cop, and so they put a gun to his head and accuse him of, uh, you know, not being a cop. And and then he says... He turns around and says something like... Oh, some of the dialogue in this film is fucking bizarre. Oh, is this is this very... Because he keeps calling him Jackson, doesn't he? Oh, yeah. Is Jacks this where he says, or something, yeah. I yeah. think it's Jack. goes, my name ain't Jackson. Are you a social worker or something? Yeah, because he says, have you ever wondered what happens to kids who use this? And I'm thinking, well, kids wouldn't buy Coke generally, no, would they? Not usually. Um, and then he admits that he is a cop. 
but they don't believe him. So no. so they kind of accuse him of being a cop. And then he admits it and they don't believe him. Yeah. <laughs> In fact, they, they, they said, oh, you can be one of us. You can come out and join us and whatnot and we'll be best friends. Yeah. Like, huh? <laughs> and then they, yeah, because they like him when he, he, they, he says I'm a cop. It's like, yeah. You, you they know. don't like him when they accuse him, but they like him when he says he is because they think he isn't. Yeah. But then he is and they don't like him. And there's a line of dialogue that goes, one of them goes, a fucking cop. And he goes, no, just a plain old cop. Fucking has nothing to do with it. (laughs) (laughs) What? What? Um, But the people in the van, the the SWAT team or whatever, they're like, oh, God, he's doing it again, Sarge. Yeah. Always a rogue, isn't he? Why would you send him if he's done it again? Um, But He always fucks up his undercover things, always gets angry, always gets involved. And as it turns out, always sends us to the or sends the team to the wrong address. Yes. Uh, How? They watched him go into the fucking building. How did they get it wrong? <laughs> um, anyway, fighting shoes. And... Yeah, because luckily, <laughs> would, would you believe it? Every single one of them, their drug dealers, is also a martial arts person. Yes, uh, but he gets one of them in a headlock and he does this weird gurning face, which he does quite does a, a lot. He does a few of them, doesn't he? He's like special ones. Um, and And then... He needs this guy in the head, and then this other guy's got a knife, and it's the classic knife slash sound effect. Well, no, no, you I didn't think that was. There's the, later on. There's the classic like whoosh, sort of sound. This one, I fucking swear, it's just a canary in a cage. Okay, it's just a tweet. It's just a. I can't do a canary, so it's really stupid. But it just sounded like a bird tweet rather than a. Whoosh. Yeah, I. That's the. Be- I found it rather off-putting. The best description I think I've heard of a knife slash. Or a, a twi- <laughs> I'm trying to think of a canary now. I can't do it now. Anyway, well, I- it may, may not, definitely not a finch, definitely not a budgie, but definitely some sort of semi-domesticated bird. Oh, okay. Um, and as you mentioned, the SWAT team burst into the wrong building and it, and they, they, they even go, oh, he's done it again. So why believe him then, you idiots? That fucking Jake, he's done it again. Yeah. Always a rascal. Um, and then he puts an electric fire onto the drug dealer's face. Yeah. That went slightly more sinister than I was expecting it to. And and goes, does it hurt? Does that hurt? Or something. He goes, does it hurt? Good. <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, so he beats them all up. And then, uh, do, they, do they actually show up? I can't remember. The cop, um, or does it, is it just cut to the police station? There? Oh no, they do. They do come with um, one of the Moses. Are oh, this is what I didn't. I didn't know what his name was at this point because the bloke says, "Oh, hey, we got to clean up your mess, Donnyhue." Mm. And I thought Donnyhue. So either his surname's Donahue and he just said Donnyhue instead, or his name is Donnyhue. Don Donnyhue. Oh, like, like <laughs> that's what I like, thought. Like Donny Yen. Yeah, but it's, it's like, yeah, it's like Donahue is how you'd say it because. Uh, you got to clean up your mess again, Donny Hugh. It's like, wow, you deliver that line terribly. <laughs> I'm assuming it's Donny Hugh, but I'm hoping it's now Donny Hugh instead. Mm. Uh, Turns out it was Jake. Mm. Yes, and so we now go to the police station and Captain O'Day, which again, yeah. that's a B O Day, B O Day, what B O Day or or B Day? Why? What, no, what, what did the B stand for, Brian? What? Why Captain O'Day? I mean, can't you just? Wait, Captain, when you could, wait. Captain Atkinson, Captain Land, Land. <laughs> yeah, ca- ca- why, why add the O? It I don't know. <laughs> uh, I just thought it was quite funny anyway. Um, 
And um, and I kind of expect him to be Irish as well or something. Um, yeah, well, yeah, O'Day. With a name like that, but, you know. But, no, no, he's just shouting, shouting at Jake for being a rascal and an idiot. And Jake, Jake sat there in a charming early 90s suit that's really baggy with a lovely turtleneck. Yes, um, and so, so then... He gives him a. He's, he kind of goes through his. You know, you do this shit. You know, but actually, we. Re, you know, you're the best undercover cop. We, well, he, he mentions police brutality in that, and and Jake's just like, nah, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure it's not just fine. That's a lot of paperwork and possibly problems. I don't. Th- that might you know scupper your chances of uh, someone going to prison with your police police brutality. But yeah, oh, mind you, mind you, it's America. Chuckle. Put in um. Put in a. An electric fire on somebody's face mm. would have, you know. It's hard to justify that, isn't it? In in requirements of arrest. Yes, and uh, I think it's you know you establish that he's got a gun, but he never takes it anywhere with him. Um, yeah, and uh, doesn't need backup. He's got his fists and his feet and his mullet and stuff. Yeah, um, and so anyway, the captain gives him a new case, and it's all about illegal movies in Thailand, and he needs his, needs to pose as a fighter. Yeah, uh, but Jake doesn't want to go. No, well, he, well he, at first he does, doesn't he? Cause he doesn't say Thailand. He just says Interpol, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I love, I love a bit of that fake films, people dying, brilliant." Where is it, Thailand? I'm not going. Yeah, I'm not going. Uh, um, but uh, he kind of gives him the tapes and the file, um, which he takes home to his very nice looking apartment. So. How the f- right was it? Was that Times Square? I don't know. Because it, well, I'm only saying that because it had like light up billboards and it was the 80s. So I know New York was a shithole in the 80s, well, late 80s, early 90s. I know New York was a bit of a shithole back then. But uh, yeah, it seemed to be quite a snazzy part of town. And he's, how's a cop got this fucking uh, mansion esque fucking apartment right slap bang there? With an open fire, no less. Yeah. Um, which is roaring. And then. Yeah, who, who, who made his fire roar for him? Has he got a butler? <laughs> uh, well, so, anyway, he puts one of the VHS tapes on, which the captain gave to him, and it's playing No Retreat, No Surrender 3, which um, I thought was a nice little touch. Yeah. Do you know what? I didn't even notice. Uh, Fucking hell. Oh, no. It's, got, it's the opening scene where it's the terrorists attack the bank or the building or whatever it is, government building or some shit. Because um, he makes a comment about it. He says, oh, it's all fake or something like that, you know? Yeah. Uh, and then you see uh, another video or something, something else, and it's he sees Billy Blanks beating somebody up. Yeah. Takes him a little bit too long to recognise him. Yeah, you'd you'd have that face etched on your yeah. brain, wouldn't you? And considering that he's aged ten years, and apparently Billy Blanks hasn't aged a single day in ten years. No, well there is that famous saying about uh, um, black people, apparently, which you know what they never grow old. <laughs> They're immortal. <laughs> yes. Something about cracking, you know, skin. You've not heard that before. I'm not going to say No, that. I haven't. No. Oh, okay. No. Well, you can... Honestly, don't do tell. <laughs> you have. I have. Stop, stop trying to get me in trouble. Um, <laughs> no, there's that saying, I, you know, but it's to make you sound like, well, not, not going to make you sound racist, but um, apparently black don't crack. That's the, that's the saying. Have you not heard that before? No. And how do you explain Morgan Freeman? Well, he's about 90. I mean, there is a, a, a limit, I suppose, to that analogy or saying or whatever. But... Well, I've never heard it, you racist. Well, anyway, there's a few things you've learnt tonight, isn't there? So, mm. um, so yeah. And then, uh, anyway, 
he recognises him finally. Yeah. Uh, we get a whole replay of Sean being... Sean was his brother. We get a whole replay of Sean getting killed and him getting twatted again. Yes, and he's got the burnt picture that he had on the, that particular night. And like you said, he has a flashback. And then, um, uh, funnily enough, the captain calls just at, this, <laughs> at that particular moment. And he says, like, don't worry about it. You know, you don't need to go now. I've got somebody else who's going to go. And he's like, how many other people in that precinct have... Are, could pose as a fighter or whatever. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, and so, and then he goes, no, I'm going. And he does the most exaggerated scream. His, his, ah, ah, it's, um, <laughs> it's fantastic. It's it, like, I, well, I didn't wet myself, but it did make me laugh quite, quite heavily. Yeah. What's that? Because this film is all about coincidence, coincidences, isn't it? Yeah. It happens to be a policeman. He happens to be martial arts. He happens to be the only person offered a job by Interpol that happens to have something to do with the person who murdered his brother 10 years ago. Out of 5 billion people on the planet, he was the one. Yeah. What is, is there another film that does that where somebody sort of screams out and, um, a, a, you know, mm. a, a nemesis or somebody that they don't like? Um, oh, God. I read it earlier on. Anyway. Yeah, never mind. Um, <laughs> I'm sure there is. There's another film. I don't know if it's a Stallone film, but or anyway. Um, anyway, so yeah. Um, where was I? Uh, oh, you you at the emoting, the scream. Oh yes, that's right. I've clicked on the wrong thing. I don't want Microsoft Store to open up. Sorry. Um, <laughs> so yeah, um, and then anyway, goes to Bangkok. It's a bit of a travel mm-hmm. video. Yeah, Look, much like No Retreat, No Surrender 3, wasn't it? Yeah. No, no, was it that? That was, that yes, when he, yes, when he goes Florida, to Miami or Florida. Or Miami, Florida, one of the two, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's there in his bum bag and a, and a fetching um, <laughs> palm tree sunrise shirt. That was that was delightful. Mm. And white jeans. Uh, it, those jeans are pristine white, aren't they? They are, aren't they, yeah. Um, They're fresh out of the packet. Yes, and so he goes, he's in a restaurant and he gets handed a file yeah. by this undercover cop. Who's Anderson? Um, and they're they're making snuff movies, pretty much, where foreign fighters getting killed. Yeah. So why wasn't this film just called Thai Snuff: Colon Vengeance? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Um, doesn't really roll off the tongue. Tongue. What, what, tongue. The king. The king of the kickboxers. That's better. No, it's better than what was the one Is you just fuck? said? Thai Snuff: Vengeance. <laughs> um, well, anyway, they have a bit of back and forth. Uh, basically, he's a fucking bastard to him. Is what it is. Jake just wants to do it all his way. He'd, yeah, he doesn't want anybody getting involved or whatever. It's as if he's a spoiled child who who had no um, male role models growing up because they were merc- you know, mercilessly killed. Yes, he's just a he's just proper arrogant and he and, and dickish. He's a dick. Yes, he's a most of the time. Mm. Um, so now we go to a. F- yeah, a- that's right. Because Anderson's just like you'll do it this way. Basically, just like, oh, fuck you and your fucking playing Anderson, you fucking fuck. That's basically what he says. It's like, calm the fuck down. Uh, yeah. And then, so, there we go to a film set, which is, a, looks like a proper film set. Because yeah. it's got lights, it's got sets, it's got all sorts going on. It's got actors, it's got extras, it's got people, it's got a director. It's better set up than most of the sets in this film, ironically. Yeah. Uh, which I thought, I mean, you know... I understand the, the, probably the logic behind it because they're thinking 
well, if we're going to do this, use this as a plot point, we don't have to build any new sets because we that can true. we can use them things that we've already got set up. But then a film within a film is like Inception. Oh yeah, a dream within a dream. Yes, um, and so I can't imagine that anybody would put that and <laughs> this film together in the same <laughs> sentence. Um, anyway, so there's these two sleaze balls um, out on the set. You've got yeah. you've got like the. I suppose he's one of them, like the producer or the, you know, the, he's there. He's always there. He's got a, a, a Thai girl. Oh, fucking Julius Caesar. Yeah. Yeah. He sat there on his Shea Lounge all the time being, being kissed and fumbled by a, some Thai mistress. Yes. Um, I mean, he's incredibly camp, but clearly as horny as fuck at the same time. <laughs> he's always got a cigar in his gob as well. Or something. Yeah. And then you've got the other guy, like I said, he's kind of like the jab of the hut. And then you've got the... The salicious crumb character. He's <laughs> <laughs> fucking. He's always, you know, kind of hanging around him and doing his yeah. bidding and whatever. He's a hundred percent a pedo in that film as well, and you just don't know it. He's pretty grim, yeah. And then, um, so then he's talking. To, the director's talking to this American guy or whatever on the on the yeah. set, and he's saying, "Oh, do you want me to do this? Do you want me to do that? Whatever." And he basically giving him a bit of direction. He says, "Right, fine." So there's a, there's... While, while he stretches in his white dungarees, yeah, and he's got his mullet and moustache, and you're thinking, "God, that's a look that will never come back." And then you see young people walking around today, and you think, "You fucking idiot." <laughs> and so anyway, they start. He starts having a fight with these other guys, and um, he, they've got knives and stuff. So he's he's you know, and then he's actually getting hit, pro- you know, properly, and he yeah. starts complaining to the director. Yeah. Oh. I just say there's a one, one good line of dialogue. You know when he's giving him directions. Yeah. And he he asks the director, you know, how do you want me to hit him? Do I hit him for real? And he gets reply back, just hit them like you would for real in practice. Oh, uh, okay. What does that mean? Uh, <laughs> you're either hitting them for real or you're practicing. <laughs> mm, good point. Um, again, slight went over my head slightly, but um, and then so anyway, and they get slashed by with a knife, and so he realizes like this shit's real and, and it's what's going he's complaining properly he dives onto a car and there's a tarp sort of tarpaulin type cover or something and he un- realizes there's something underneath it and randomly there's a topless naked like dead girl there was there there yeah that must have been not in my cut there wasn't oh that, there you go that's actually in the trailer that's that i know i, I did see that yeah yeah i do remember I mean, rarity to see boobs in a trailer. Well, which is, it's so weird. It's like, and so obviously he freaks out, realises that, you know, people who actually, somebody's dead. Um, do, do, do you reckon she was there later so salacious crumb man could just you know, have his wicked way with her while she goes cold? Well, it's just so random because like you don't, she's, clearly she's not a fighter. So what happened to her? Is that? Yeah. Um, anyway, so then the director's kind of like acting like he's making a real movie and then Billy Blanks appears mm. Um and sma- they wait for me. <laughs> smashes his head in, like properly smashes his head in. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then sticks a hook in his neck and lifts him up into the air with a ch- chain. And I was thinking, fatality. Because <laughs> that's what it was like, wasn't it? Basically, yeah. Um, you know, you can argue there's, I mean, Mortal Kombat was a couple of years away from this, but it, it is like, a bit like, you know. Fatality. Khan wins. Yes. Um, anyway, then the next day, you're at some Muay Thai training. Uh, My God, camp. this is a really annoying scene at the start. Because um, it, it, it goes past the Bangkok Kickboxing Academy sign. 
And then there's obviously a few shots, you know, just to show you that it's a kickboxing academy. But it shows, um, Jake, does Jake get off a car or out of a bike or does he just walk up? I can't remember. But um, the whole time that he's walking, there's still in the background, all you can hear is, yeah. Just really got my nerves. They're all they're all kicking stuff, aren't they? And and, yeah. and training and whatever. And uh, there's loads of them. And uh, so basically, he walks up and wants to challenge the best fighter. Uh, yeah, he speaks to the leader. Now, did you get the leader's name? No, because the closest I could get to was Bat Arioli. I couldn't understand a fucking word he was saying. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm sure he says, "I am Bat Arioli, uh, so Mr. Bat Nipple." Let, let me see if I can find out. Um, I can't imagine he got a very big bit on yeah. the, the cast of the film because yeah, he because he tells you know well someone tells jake that he that you know because he's he's basically just ripping the piss out of it straight away he needs to get noticed saying that he thought this was a good place and someone tells him that it's the best in thailand it's the best in the world yeah because you know d's who needs them uh no it doesn't look as if he even appears on the actual credits because you've got warehouse fighter two and warehouse fighter one um then you've got Policeman, Radio Man, that's not going to be it, Sean Donahue, Mr. Director, uh, Young Jake, Dan Handel, who the fuck was who? Who was he? Uh, <laughs> Dan Handel. Drug Dealer, who was the mullet man. Uh, Thassi, or Tassi, as Ong, he, he gets a bigger part than him. Then you got Prang, yeah. Mr. McKinney, Big Boss, um, Molly... Khan Anderson. Now he's not even in the credits. So no, no, Mister Batnipple. I can't even That's tell you. Um, so anyway, yeah, and then so he gets in the ring. He starts smashing a few people, um, and then they make him leave. But I can't, yeah. I can't understand the fucking word he says. No, yeah, because he beats up one on his own, and he beats up two of them. Then he gives them some more shit. And I, I've just put Batnipple says something. Couldn't understand anything. Except you leave now. But he said about 10 words before that, and I have not got a fucking clue. But what was the point in the scene? Was it to get himself known, or was it just to show off? I or? think so, but then, but how did he know? How did he know? Because, well, makes no sense. He knows that they're killing foreigners hmm. in, in these films. And it's underground. So why go to the like legitimate kickboxing school to make a, a ruckus? Because who evil would be there? Because they're not looking for Thai fighters, looking for foreign fighters, fighters to kill. Yeah. So it doesn't make any sense. You'd be, you should be walking around the underbelly looking for some back alley. Yeah. Like in, like in Leon, where he, where he has that scrap in the back alley when he, turned, when he rocks up in, in America. Ah, hey, I'm glad and, you... And he, meet, and he meets Matey Boy. It should be that. Yes. But no, he goes to school instead. I'm glad you reminded me of that, actually, because I'm telling a lie about that's the only film I've seen Billy Blanks in, his uh, Last Boy Scout. He actually appears as one of the Legionnaires in Leon at the start, where he? when he escapes. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. But not one of the, not one of the ones who was, who was asked to act no, at all. No, I don't, no, he hasn't got any dialogue. Understandably, I think, after watching this. Um, but... Uh, yeah, then, so he is actually then walking around some of the dodgy, shitty parts of town. Yeah. Um, and then... He's sort of meandering, isn't he? It, it, this is a bit of a weird one. It just goes... To, it, I don't know what the point of this is, other than to introduce the uh, Molly. Because, yeah. like, they're so... you got Jabba and Silicious. They're sort of like... They're, they're watching... See, it. I, see, I just put all the dodgy cunts are there. 
because <laughs> they're watching this show like a traditional show I can't, which I can't imagine yeah. would be their kind of thing uh, no, really not their cup of chai um, and then obviously Billy Blanks is there and uh, then um, the, the, the little dude leaves because it's not really his thing or he's going off to no. do something uh, which again, you, you know, you sort of suggested that you know he's a bit of a pedo or whatever. Right? Oh, absolutely. Because we're, when the women that turn line up, up of women, yeah, they're too old. He's he's not interested at all, is he? Um, mm. And then uh, so I feel really bad. I put a lineup of mainly ugly women. <laughs> well, so then he bring, there's loads of American or you know foreign women that are brought in, not Thai women, basically. And yeah. Billy Blanks can pick one. That's his. That's his you know, prize or whatever. Now, That's his pudding after his meal, basically. And uh, there are a couple of right woofers in there. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking, I was like, what, looking, because then he goes, yeah. they are beautiful. I was like, are you, are you got really? shit in your eyes or yeah. something? Because um, scrolled up that lineup and it's like, no, no. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Mm, it's a bit, I suppose so. it's a bit like Ugh. that bit in um, Enter the Dragon, you know, when they bring a load of women into, um, um, uh, oh God, uh, fuck me. You know, like the, basically the, the the fighters the night before the fight, whatever. Yeah. Uh, so you got Bruce Lee, then you've got, um, you know, is it not Jim Brown? Anyway, you know, and and John Saxon's characters, and and like, uh, if you watch that scene again, they're all like fucking minging, which I know is <laughs> bad, but you know, that's a nice thing to say. I know it's terrible, but still. Anyway, so then he picks clearly the most good-looking woman out of the yeah. which is molly uh, she's the only one who looks like she's probably got most of her fingers and toes still yes and uh she refuses she she refuses him saying she'd rather be bludgeoned which you know yeah. um and then so the 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 sleazy direct well the producer man says he likes his women with fire and why can't Thai women be like that? And he looks at his kind of, you know, girl who's hanging off his arm. Yeah. A bit, you know, like, oh, why can't you be like that? Um, yeah, why, can't, why can't you fight back? Why Why do you just give in so much? Yes, which is... But still, on the plus side, it's another, it's another late 80s, you know, 1990 film. Yay, rape. Well, that's it. Potential. So, yeah, well, this, it's, this is quite, you know, quite a nasty scene because Billy Blanks yeah. takes the two... Uh, his room and he gets her face down and he, he basically wants to rape her, doesn't he? And he says, like, you yeah. know, uh, so she gets out of it by saying, oh, I must wash for you, um, you know, to use a bit of femme fresh on her. Yes, my clunge is so very dirty. <laughs> and, and which he kind of accepts because, you know, how do you know the traditions or whatever? I'm guessing he's tradition for the Thai women or whatever. And uh, so anyway, she fucks off in the shower and... Um, then it disappears a little bit. Yotu, sleazy dude, who's see no this bit's weird because he sees um, Jake in a bar. Yeah, it's like he's had a tip off, but a from who? And again, why is everywhere so close to each other? It doesn't go anywhere either because he doesn't seem to like. There's later on. I, I don't know. It just this this scene doesn't seem to go anywhere particularly. I'd I'd. No. I'd, I'd well, he sort of looks at him. Is this the one where he, does, he winds down the window, looks at him, and then drives off? Yeah. How would he know he's a yeah. fighter? He just knows him yeah. as a how does he, an yeah. American. Where did he... Exactly. So, uh, how far away... You know, well, obviously, this place is not very far away from the evil den of dancing and, prostit- and forced prostitution. No. 
But everywhere's very close in this film. Hmm. Everywhere's five minutes away. And uh, yes, yeah, so anyway, the, uh, Molly's pretending to be in the shower, and he, and Billy Blanks is getting pissed off now because you know, um, come out now. Uh, and um, he's constantly pissed off, isn't he? You know. Yeah. And so anyway, he he discovers that she's run off. He sends his minions off to chase her. Yeah. He he's so angry, he hits a sapling as well. Yes. Oh, that's right. Yes. And uh, he smashes it with his elbow, doesn't he? Uh, yeah. And then, so anyway, they're chasing Molly. Who's who's running down the road that happens to be where Jake is, who Mr. McKinney was there about two minutes earlier as well. Yeah. And uh, so then he gets into an alley. He gets there in a corner in, in an alley. And he says something. He almost like plays up to it like he wants to join in, doesn't he? Yeah. It's like, oh, I'll go second or third. Like, hang on. What? <laughs> what? Because <laughs> that whole scene in No Treat, No Surrender 3 where they get her, not uh, her, but another woman trussed up, don't they? Yeah. And they're all like sl- sort of slathering all over her like they're about to rape her. And um, and yeah, it's just a bit, it's a bit grim, isn't it? It's not. A little bit. Yeah. A little bit, yeah. Um. Anyway. But he's only joking though. He's only joking. Yeah. Because he, he beats the shit out of them. Yeah. Um, and then they go back to her, I'm guessing her apartment or his apartment or whoever, whatever. I think it's, it must be hers. Oh, it's hers because all her photos. Oh, that's right. She takes he's a shower. Having, he's having a snoop. Yeah. yeah, she's having a shower. And then so she comes out in a towel and um, he uh, he's looking at her photos when she was a model. And um, does he admit that he's a cop at this point? Um, I don't know because he guesses her backstory, doesn't it? Or pretty close <laughs> to it. Yeah. yeah. And um, which is what, she, what, she, I... she was a model or an actor. She came to Bangkok well, she's like to be a an farm act- girl. An actor. She? Yeah. Why would you go to Bangkok to be a fucking actor? I don't know. I don't know. She's like a farm girl. She moved abroad. They offered her, you know, being an actress and that. And it turns out she's just a whore. No, uh, <laughs> and um, so he tells her that he's trying to find somebody. Yeah. And then. We're back on the streets the next day. Oh, that's right. Sorry. He tells her, I think they stole your dreams, Molly. Oh, yes. That classic line of dialogue. Got me, got me right in the fields. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, back on the streets the next day. He's out and about. Yeah, just watching monks, you know, as you do. Yeah. And, he, you know, now the streets are relatively empty because I'm assuming it's early in the morning. <laughs> yeah. And there's somebody following him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very well hidden they are. In the most inconspicuous, or is it conspicuous, inconspicuous hat? It's fucking massive. (laughs) It's basically like one of the ones out of uh, Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah, but he's like, he's sneaking around or whatever, wearing the most, the biggest hat ever. (laughs) It's like, you know, you stand out like a fucking sore thumb. Yeah. Um, Anyway, uh, so Jake jumps on top of him and they have a bit of a chat. Um, they end up at this kind of old shithole. Yeah, dilapidated, half-fallen-down building. And uh, Yeah, was it? They, they sort of have a chat, don't they? And um, I called him Drago because I didn't know his name. And he tells me he's never... You have never faced a real kickboxing. All right. Another fantastic line. Um, but then they have a scrap and he kicks shit out of Jake quite easily. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and then Jake says, oh, I'm going to need some help. 
and he tells him that, um, well, he says to fight who, and he tells him that he needs to fight Khan, and then um, but yeah, Drago decides to be helpful and points him in the way of a master. Mm. Yeah, he knows a master who uh, almost beat Khan, um, uh, but he's now become a hermit. Yeah, he wants nothing to do with the world. Uh, uh, <laughs> and apparently he is helping him because his father was... Am- father. Fa- father. Father was American. Uh, that's why he's helping the American. So yeah. Now, apparently, I think I read somewhere that there's a bit of a backstory. Why Khan hates Americans and wants to kill them all is because he's he was abandoned by his American father in Thailand. So... Seems a bit harsh to, to just decide to kill anyone who happens to share the nationality of your father. So there you go. Anyway, um, Jake's then canoeing down a foggy river. Yeah. Um, and this is totally, oh, and these few scenes are quite bizarre, but he goes to this kind of old shithole place and there's a monkey sleeping next to a man who's drinking. <sighs> you tosser. Not a fucking monkey, it's an ape. Oh, ape. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I guess you'd know. I've already written down that it annoyed me that Prank calls it a monkey, and so does um, Jake. They both call it a monkey. It's like, for God's sake, it's a goddamn ape. Yeah. Um, now, is the ape his girlfriend, or does he have sex with it, or what? I, mm, I think there might be the odd finger. He takes it to bed at one point. That is true, yes. Um, that is true. But anyway, this guy who's piss- getting pissed up, he's drinking, and he asks if he knows Prang. And um, then fucking prank. The, <laughs> the ape has a collar on as well, which I noticed, and he's he's yeah. got a rope attached to his neck, uh, so he can't go far, which no, make just far enough to nick Jake's passport. Yes, and um, then to go back to the sleazy blokes who are watching their last sl- snuff movie. Oh God, they're all masturbating and ejaculating over their own snuff, aren't they? Um, and it's li- you scans past them, and it's literally. <laughs> Yeah. Um, have you ever not watched a snuff film? But have, <laughs> have you ever no? Have you ever watched a like Faces of Death or anything like that? Because that was Faces of Death. You not heard of that? That was a thing. I've a heard thing of in it. the eighties. Apparently, it was all. It was this compilation set of films where um, you got real people dying, and it was people being executed, and... Oh, shit, yeah, they they released one, didn't they, about mid-90s as well, called Execution. Oh, I, I remember was, watching that. It was available yeah. in Woolworths for about a week. Yes. And then it got banned. Yes. Yeah, my mate's dad bought that. Um, uh, but, yeah, the, the Faces of Death was a thing, because I remember people talking about it at school, like somebody getting run over, or somebody, um, you know, falling out of a building, or something, and... Being eaten by a crocodile was a bit, uh, yeah, yeah, just random shit like that. But um, I never watched it myself. But um, anyway, um, but anyway, uh, Khan wants more tension. Yeah, um, yeah, because he, he's sad, isn't he? Poor, poor Khan. Because they're they're basically jizzing over Khan, saying it's like a masterpiece what they're watching, best one they've done yet. And he says we can do better, more tension, more people. Mm. And he has this. He, then he has a little, then he a little, his own little cum moment when he remembers <laughs> killing, remembers killing Sean. Yeah, specifically remembers that one because he he said I once killed killed someone while his brother watched. Yes, and um, 
Yeah, so they've got the idea of it, it would be better if the people they're killing had people they care about in danger as well because it would make them fight harder. Yes. And I was fo- sort of impressed because um, McKinney uses the word pathos. Yes. And I thought, fuck me, in this script, someone's actually used the word pathos. Yeah. Um, and then they start to tease him as well don't they um, yeah because he lost Molly because they lost Molly because he's the world's fiercest killer but he can't keep a woman in his bed it was like have you watched this guy kills people exactly yeah he's gonna make fucking mince meat out of a fat Caesar and a weird little skinny paedophile you're in danger yes um, but uh, anyway he sort of goes off in, in a huff um, which is quite funny and then yeah. um, so the next day Prang is well, well, Jake's paddling away. Jake, Jake's first, leaving, isn't, isn't he? Yeah, and then, yeah. and then he he's being attacked. Yeah. Suddenly, Prang is being attacked. Well, who the fuck are these people? I don't know. Is it the fucking Foot Clan? I don't <laughs> fucking know. But it's there. Um, and then so it, um, Jake starts fighting them, and he's not doing particularly well against them. Like he's he's no. getting beaten a little bit. Because um, all through the film, like Jake's been pretty, you know, shit art, and and then all of yeah. a sudden he can't do shit. I, no. Um, so then Prang shows off his skills. Um, yeah. And I have to say, he's pretty awesome. I mean... Yeah. He's even got his little treble kick. Yeah. And I felt sure we'd see that later. Yeah. He's pretty cool. I mean, he's he's got some skills. Um, not that Lauren Avenden hasn't, but... I, he's clearly better. Keith, Keith Cook's, you know, I think he's won multiple championships and, you know, he's pretty well known in the fight scene or whatever but uh yeah so he just basically wanted to see how good jake was that was why he let him do it and um he's got his passport which he gives him back and yeah he wants to invite him to dinner and yeah i was thinking well, hello where's this going um and then but then they do and then the uh the ape is actually dipping his finger in some kind of sauce and eating it as well <laughs> suggestively <laughs> um and it shows a flashback of prang fighting um, Khan. Yeah, because he says he almost had him beat. But in the flashback, it doesn't look like he almost had him beat. No. And also as well, I mean, I know we're getting into technicalities and stuff like that, but, you know, Khan is clearly, you know, a, a, there's a weight difference, isn't there? Between, a, a little one, yeah, about seven stone. Which, you know, would would come into um, play, I guess. But Yeah, well, maybe not underground, but again, the flashback's in a ring, so this is a legitimate fight. Yeah. Um, so anyway, then um, it shows the techniques that Khan, his special moves come into play again, which is how he beat him. Yeah, but why didn't that kill him? I don't know, because he, well, he, he's, he's clearly older. a bit of better fighter, I guess, but yeah. yeah. Um, so he explains that why he's back there, because of his brother, and he prank doesn't want to teach a murderer, uh, and he says that his technique is unstoppable. Um and it was at that point in the scene where I noticed that there was an animal skin on the wall. Was, was it? Or was it a skinned monkey? Was it his, his previous... <laughs> previous love. Le- <laughs> yeah. And it's like, you know, don't fuck with me or you'll be on the wall. Um, yeah. But Jake lies to him because Jake tells him that he... Um, oh, God. He said he he, he left... Well, he le- oh, Christ, I'm my fucking writing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Oh, he left his brother dead in the gutter. Yeah. I thought, that, no, you didn't. You left him on a beach. Yeah. So I wondered if he dragged his body back into town and then ditched him in a gutter. That's why he feels guilty, because he's a terrible brother. Uh, uh, okay. Well, um, 
then then he also sorry oh, okay. he also says he actually says to Prang you beat him you can help me oh, he, he, I was like no he didn't he lost explained he didn't beat him uh, yeah. yeah um uh, yeah well anyway and then Prang leads the ape to bed up some stairs yeah. mm-hmm. and the monkey scree up oh, the monkey fuck me the ape screams <laughs> Yeah, because he knows what's coming. Because he knows he's going to smash his back doors in. Yeah. Um, and then, anyway. going to have a prang in his anus. <laughs> the, he, the ape wakes up Jake the next day. <laughs> the ape wakes up and thinks, what happened? I know, but I'm having flashbacks of every which way but loose. <laughs> <laughs> fucking. <laughs> yeah, at least Clint took him out, took the monkey out for a fucking monkey. Took the ape out for a film before he started bumming yeah. well, he took Yeah, that's right. He took him out for his strip joint or yeah sex club or yeah. something you've got to get them horny a bit first whereas Prague's just like oh I'm, i want you now anyway so then there's it's the training it's not a training montage i suppose is it it's a bit like he's he's doing a bit of training he's kicking a tree he's kneeing coconuts or some shit like that yeah pra- yeah prang kicks a tree and gives jake the coconuts and tells him that he's uh he's got to break the coke every coconut with his knee jake's like it can't be done it's hard so then Prang does it, and and then he gets strung up like it. Is it blood sport? Splits training, yeah, yeah. He's got splits training. There's sort of some goofy, weird fucking music going on in the background. Yeah, it's um, very weird because he's basically he, get, he gets strung up, so he's got weights off his legs. He's doing the splits, and he's like, "No, get me down, get me down, get me down." And then it shows him at night, and he's still there, but then he's not. Next morning, he's been free. Yeah, and then he's beating him with a tr- stick. Um, <laughs> yeah, and and you get, you get log training, which is the special move training, because he's basically got two massive logs which he he lets go, and they he has to block with his hands to, to the sides of his head. Which is, yeah, it's the car, calm practice log run. Which isn't is it? pretty brutal. Um, and then he's got meditation training where they basically verbally abuse each other and call each <laughs> other names and yeah. stuff. Because he can't hear, because he can't hear the sound of one hand clapping. Yes. What What did you think about all these this these scenes that they have together? Because the scenes that and I go back to Kickboxer. I was going to say, was it Kickboxer? Was it the same fucking temple in it, Kickboxer it's where it very similar? It had the warriors fight the ghost warriors or memory warriors or whatever it was. Yeah. Fighting. Yeah. Because the um, I'm trying to think. I'll I'll find it out. But the 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 guy who's the master in Kickboxer looks old looks older yeah. doesn't he and i suppose he's a bit more like a father figure than a uh, you know like similar similar a similar age or whatever yeah well but i don't know this they sort of play it off for laughs almost there's there's uh is he supposed to be old prang i don't think he is is he no i think it is nice to fight you know for once only to say that is the master, and he rocks up to the master. You're expecting some wizened old fucking root of a human being, all gnarly and twisted, but you know he's got the fucking brain and he's got the skills. Yeah, because he did all that 500 years ago. But at least he's relatively young. Yeah, ish. Well, and I think in Kickboxer, it's a bit like the Mr Miyagi kind of relationship, isn't it? You know, the the yeah. older man and the younger person, and he he teaches him things. He's mean to him, but he's kind of like teaching them at the same time. I don't know. Whereas yeah. this, I don't know. It just, I don't know if they're playing it off for laughs against it or whatever. Like, but I, I kind of like some of the banter between them. But 
Yeah, I think that was, was there an attraction? Was well, him out for dinner. Yeah, well, so anyway, now it's just sort of after. So anyway, there's a cut back to Molly just to let you know that she's still in the fucking film. Oh yeah, yeah, she's in a boat and she, she's yeah. looking for how the fuck <laughs> she tried. I mean, Thailand's a big place. I mean, so how long? How far, you know where she'd know to look for him? Anyway, but still, mm. um, so then Jake. He, he kind of gives up on training. Pran goes back to drinking. They have a bit of a tiff. And then he begs him forgiveness. And he's, this is... Happens really quickly, that, doesn't now, it? Me, 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 Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, this is the thing, and This is what made me think, are they, is there a bit of a sort of, you know, this homoerotic type thing going on? Because he says, he asks for forgiveness and he says, I'll do anything. And Prang looks at him and says, anything. And he's sort of like... Yeah, I've written Prang gets horny. <laughs> and then, like, Jake, I think, realises the error of his ways and says... I'll do anything you think is necessary. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, what? So you want it, you want it all the way in? Yeah. Um, yeah. And then anyway, though. So you had the physical training. Now you have tea training. Uh, well, I sort of kind of skipped over this because obviously Jake's taking it seriously. So a bit, you see a bit more physical training where he's he's doing it properly. I've put something about a tea master. Yes. He's like, okay. so he's, he's learning how to make a good cup of tea and, yeah. uh, you know, and whatever. So uh, like Karate Kid 2, where Daniel learns about tea making from that Okinawan lady. Yes. Woman, girl. Yes. It's so weird, isn't it, to think that the Karate Kid films, all three of them came out before this one did. I don't know what. Jesus. Uh, well, it was 1984, mm-hmm. 1986, I think. And then 1989. Well, this came out in 1990. Do you know what I mean? And it's it, yeah, it probably would have been filmed by you know. And I would so thought. it's a uh, it's weird to think that those films came out before this. You yeah. Know? Um, but anyway, uh, just out of interest, I think we probably talked about this when we talked about Karate Kid Two. But um, what's your sort of technique for making tea? Do you have one? Well, tea bag. Yes. Water. Yes. Then milk. Yes. And do you uh, leave the kettle or do you put the boiling water on the tea bag? Well, I generally pour it around the side of the cup. Okay. I don't pour directly onto the tea bag. Ah, why is that? I don't know. Okay. Just that is, that's how I like to pour my water, Chris. What can I <laughs> no, no, I'm just curious because like, <laughs> I, I think I like I, I make a nice cup of tea, but that's just me. And, and so I like to know, I know what kind of um, strength that I have it and whatever. So yeah. do, you, do you strain the bag or, or do you leave it to stew for a little bit? I generally, I, I leave it to stew for a little bit because you can't make a cup of tea in five seconds. No. Yeah. You need to leave it for a bit. And then it's only, I just squeeze it. I'll squeeze it against the side of the cup just enough. So I'm not dribbling tea when I take it out of the cup. Yes. But I know how long to leave it in for, for me. So I don't, some people sit there and they fucking mash it around like they're trying to fucking bake bread or something. And then their tea ends up being really sort of stringent and bitter and shit. But, whereas I like to let mine naturally diffuse. Yeah, you also risk, I suppose, splitting the bag if you do that as well, don't you? And then, and yeah, then that only a fool does. And that. then the most horrible feeling when that does happen is because you you drink your tea and you eat a mouthful of fucking tea leaves, which yeah. is horrible. Um, it's like when your biscuit breaks in your cup of tea. Uh, you think, I'll just be careful near the bottom. I'll just be careful near the bottom. I can guarantee every single time you get a. Big mouthful of soggy biscuit. I actually mean an actual soggy biscuit, not the game soggy biscuit. Yes, and I think that is one of the most horrible things to happen. Is when you get you do <laughs> yeah. you think, and also it taints the t- the taste of the tea. It, 
does a little bit. Well, you could buy biscuit flavored tea now. It's like, Can you? Yeah. Why would you want biscuit flavored tea? Tea and biscuits are two separate things. Oh, that's disgusting. Um, and it, it's usually um, the 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 fingers, isn't it? The rich tea fingers, the the worst offenders for. What's a rich tea no, finger? Rich, what, what do you call them? Do you know the the sort of rectangular shaped biscuit, which are quite thin. Uh, oh well, um, they are quite, well, it's basically a rich tea, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, but they're thinner than a rich tea. I could be thin rich tea because rich teas are terrible biscuits anyway. They're shit. Yeah. What do you? What's your fa- favorite thing to dip in a cup of tea? Well, it's always always has been a hobnob. Ah, oh, hob- chocolate hobnobs as like. well. I like a dark chocolate hobnob. Yes. I find the the milk chocolate one's too sweet, but dark chocolate hobnob oh, that's a fine biscuit. Mm. Yeah. I watched a documentary about hobnobs the other Did night. Did you? What was that? The yeah. uh, inside the factory or whatever it was. It was. Oh, well, yeah, it might have been that actually. It was some secret. Yeah, it could have been that. Or was it that? Yeah. Those people going on about club biscuits and all sorts of yeah, stuff. Yeah, they're good. I like. Um, I watched one where they had. Uh, they were inside the Jaffa Cake factory, and they were making. Do you like Jaffa cakes? Yeah, I don't mind them. They did. They, I, well, I knew about the Jaffa cake thing because people people still say is it a biscuit or no, a it's cake? cake. It's, it's obviously a fucking it's cake. A cake. It, it, apparently, they, they don't have to pay as much or hardly any tax on it or something. Because yeah, because I, I didn't know they'd brought out the thing in court where they obviously they made a giant one, a medium one, and a little one, and said if that's that's a cake, yes. Well, if that's a cake, then why is that not a cake? And then they said the simple thing is a biscuit goes floppy and a cake goes hard when it goes stale. Yes. I knew that anyway. I was like, oh, yeah, of course it does. So whoever says it's a biscuit. There'd be one other group of people I'd put in my pit of death if I ever became leader. Yes. Well, I, I uh, going back to biscuits and stuff, I was never really a big fan of custard creams, but I quite like dipping a custard cream in a cup of tea. But I don't eat them very often. I think that's... No, you've got to be a little bit careful because you want, obviously, you want your biscuit teafied. Not that that's a word, but you don't want... You don't want the filling to melt necessarily into the tea because then it can oversweeten your tea. Mm. And custard cream's a dangerous little bastard because it feels quite thick in the fingers. You you forget that it's actually two thin biscuits with a creamy middle, so you, it gives you. You can get a bit cocky with a with a custard cream. I think oh, I could just leave it in there another. I could dunk it for another couple of times. I guarantee you won't because it will fall. It'll just fall off. Yeah. It, and also they can split as well a little bit can't they that's a, and you get a yes. little bit of biscuit i tell you what, here's the thing so i didn't know this until i met Kay. um this is something to try you know like the uh uh cadbury's chocolate fingers yeah so if you bite the ends off the chocolate fingers both ends and then you, you dip it into the tea and use it as a straw suck it up until you kind of get like that warm bit of tea in your mouth but then put the actual chocolate finger in your mouth and it just melts it's fucking amazing i've never tried that i would never have thought of sucking a, a sucking a biscuit well uh, <laughs> so why why was your wife <laughs> pretending to suck sort of long shaped things yes well i don't say that's that I mean, she's you know doesn't do that anymore and, and, well, and i'd like to think you're a little bit girthier than a cadbury's <laughs> finger if i'm honest well you know um but anyway you didn't confirm or deny that that's weird <laughs> I think it's safe to say that you've not got a, cock, it's got a circumference of a, of a chocolate thing. Uh, but it, it does it does melt in her mouth, shall we say. But uh, anyway. <laughs> You're still not confirmed. <laughs> it's weird. Uh, anyway, back to the film. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. So That was your biscuit hour. Yeah, no, it's good to talk about these things. But So anyway, then um, Molly, get back to fucking Molly, who's, who's still looking yeah. for Jake. And then so some of um, Khan's men catch up to her and she has a fight with a couple of them on a train yeah. a, a bridge with... oh, special mention to train cam yes 
which isn't a train, obviously. But yeah, the picture of a train moving up, you know, pretty quickly, always just sped up footage. And then you see the footage, like an evil dead thing for the train briefly. It's clearly just a dude holding a camera sort of squat running along a railway track. Yeah, and uh, so anyway, and so she beats up a couple of these useless fucking minions. And, um, yeah, knees one of them in the nuts and he falls over a bridge. And, one of, and, and she then runs across the, the train tracks and the other one watches where she goes. Um, and then the next thing is that she appears at Prang's home. And yeah, as a... I put meanwhile, oh no, he's at the temple, isn't he? Meanwhile at the temple. I've got Jake shows an astonishing lack of timing in the background by not by not kneeing coconuts. Yes, that's right. He's throwing them in the air and then kneeing while they're still about ten foot in the mm. air. It's like that. That's an amazing misjudgment of timing you've got then when you know you're supposed to be hitting the coconuts. Yeah, and uh, well, anyway, she she appears and um, I think how pra- well pra- Prang well, as well sort of gives the permission to you know basically have a bit of fun, doesn't he? You know he's. Yeah. And, um... Oh, because she says Jake sent her a letter. What? Did he? Where? Yeah. <laughs> what? Uh, Cause, where's cause the postman? Like, oh. Where'd you get the... the... Yeah, yeah, exactly. Where'd you get the stamp from? Where's the postman? Where's the post box? How did you know Molly's address? What's the address of the temple? Yeah. Um, anyway, he's then... Uh, he's had a long day of training. He's naked in this kind of little tub thing. Um, she turns up wearing a different dress that she turned up in. Where did she get that and, from? And uh, offers to give him a Thai massage, a Thai mm. body massage, and basically gets yeah. naked and jumps in with him. Oh, does yes. she? Yes. Oh, yeah. oh, is that cut from your... Yes. Um, oh. she, she looks like she's about to unhook something. Yeah. And then it just cut. Oh, see, well... Clearly, the version you watched didn't like any kind of nudity because no, uh, you, you missed no. out on the tits earlier, and then worth seeing or not? No, and then you missed no. on, on this little section. It's it's literally that you see from the back of her. You don't really see anything, to be honest. All yeah, right, so mm, that's the point. Anyway, uh, yeah, so they're they're in the, uh, the the this tub and giggling and whatever, and then you, oh, I didn't see any of that. Literally, she's just about to get oh, in, and then it just, you, it just cut to more training. You missed out. That's, anyway, so yeah, splits training. Um, he's now shit at, at it. Uh, oh, and the, the, actually, one of the training things, which I thought was quite good, was where he does the splits, but it's on these like two little bamboo rafts. Yeah. And there he can pull himself up. Yeah. Which, out to out Van Dam Van Dam. Which he does, which is quite cool. Mm-hmm. And then, um, then he he's sparring with Prang, and it's the sun's going down. Freeze frame. Yes. It, it, I always thought it's like that scene. You know, in the intro of. Um, did you? play full contact on the Amiga. I'm sure there was a little intro where, I think it was probably taken from Kickboxer, to be honest. Where you've got like a martial artist and he's, he's uh, the sun's going down in the background and, and he's kind of doing his kicks and stuff. I don't know if you're... Play- yeah. Um, I'm sure it's full contact. Yeah, I don't know if I did play full, was it Team 17? Yeah, uh, yeah. They did body blows as well, didn't they? But, oh, that was fucking terrible. Yeah, shit. But... Um, no, I don't think I did play that, but but yeah, it does look like many. Uh, it looked like a it looked like a spectrum loading screen, but with different colours mm. or yeah, something you'd see in yeah, some kind of splash screen. Yeah, in a, in a computer game. Um, and it, but he can take all Prang's punishment now. Like with his, he's yeah. beating the shit out of him, but he's he's blocking yeah. it and his log training's now no problem. Because yeah. Prang says earlier on that the Khan's Khan's technique is unstoppable. Yes. And I was thinking, well, all right, I would suggest ducking 
for the first kick, stepping back for the second kick, and then maybe a sidestep for the third one. Yeah, just avoid it. Yeah. Um, sort of little shuffle, little shuffle. When he sidestep, you can then sidekick him right in the fucking chops yeah. as, he la- as he lands. Um, Winner. Yeah. KO. <laughs> Adam wins. <laughs> Fatality. Um, but then they go to a, a, a Muay Thai fight. Yeah, they go to the place out of Hot Shots Part uh, Oh, yes. Uh, and they're all there. Um, so you got Prang, Molly, and they're supporting Jake. And then Sleazy yeah. Dude's there, Sleazy Pedo. Um, and then he challenge, uh, Jake challenges a couple of fighters and he beats the shit out of them. Um, and then he, d- he does some weird face again. He's like, come on! I don't know if you clock that yeah he's in he's in full arrogance mode isn't he just to goad to goad um the eel eel man mckinney to um because th- do they spot him first they, they want to attract him don't they so because he yeah. says he says this conversation with prang basically saying about uh do you want me to smash them up or do you want me to let them seem as if they're winning a bit or something um and then he offers him a, ro- a role in his movie uh, and, and Jake says he's going to be working with anybody famous, Van Damme, Jackie Chan, Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris, yep. Uh, which Bit of name dropping. Which was quite cool. Um, and then, uh, so, Jake and Molly are at a restaurant, and then, is it was it Anderson, his con- contact? Yeah, Anderson comes back, yeah. Um, he's not in it very much, is it, in the film? Um, no, and, it, and he's a bit angry with Jake, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. But then... Jake says, "Put your gonads on, gonads, gonads on hold, and yeah, because he he kind of says, oh, she's cute.' Um, <laughs> Put your gonads on hold, another classic line. Um, and then, but his captain turns up, Captain O'Day. Yeah, Captain O'Day back in the back in the film turns up, and he fa- so he's now found out what happened, and they want to pull Jake out because if they've discovered what happened to his brother." Yeah. Um, and I thought, well, if you'd have spoken to him at the start of the film and asked him why you don't want to get to Bangkok, <laughs> yeah, why did you change your mind? Because I know, I know, he hung hung up on him when he said, "I'm going." After he shouted, "I'm not going." Earlier on, I'm pretty sure he would have had to have gone back into the office to go and pick up tickets and and more details and whatever. Hmm. Um. Anyway, so, but yeah, so then they give him the address that he's going to be fighting at, um, yeah. which obviously he's shafted them before, hasn't he? Um, yeah. So, and the, and the captain's going to kind of shout in a little bit more, you know, you're not going to do this shit again. Um, and then, so Jake and Molly are chatting about his fight in the morning and having a conversation yeah, having a heart to heart. about, you know, oh, do you know that thing about when pro athletes, they apparently not supposed to have sex the night before they do something and basically he says yeah that's we're gonna shag with the monkey uh, with oh. the ape watching oh that was that, that weren't in my ah okay, there you go cheesy music god damn it yeah they had a really weird start they had the start of the conversation and they just cut to jake fucking off in a, in a canoe well it's all right he wakes up the next day next to molly I didn't say that, no. No, right, he's got his top <laughs> off, but he's got his jeans on. He's already got his yeah. jeans on. Who goes to bed wearing jeans, unless you're absolutely yeah. pissed or whatever? 
I mean, if he if he if he's had a dip the night before, man, he's gonna stink down there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's it. I mean, like, so you're assuming they had sex the night before because that's the way they were talking mm. about it. So why would you keep your jeans on, or why would you put your jeans on afterwards? But yeah, makes no anyway. sense. Um, so maybe just a dry hump. Yeah, well, maybe. Uh, so he, he sneaks off, leaving her behind, and Prang wants. Oh, so, oh so, so he, so she doesn't know. No, well, she kind of does. She, she, she's got right. one eye open. Because <laughs> in my version, they were talking, and he literally just, they just see him fucking off. <laughs> okay. I thought, and I thought that was harsh. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, so Prang wants to go with him, but um, Jake doesn't want him to. And then all of a sudden, these fucking ninjas turn up. Yeah, full on ninjas with with swords, and then there's a there's a pair of menacing black shoes. And it turns out it's Khan dressed like a gypsy. And some of them have got uh, machine guns as well. They've got traditional yeah. swords, but also machine guns. Machine guns. Um, and then, so anyway, then uh, uh, Jake goes to this, you know, the next arena where he's going to fight. Yeah, well, I just put tribe people. Yeah. And then I was like, hold on, why is McKinney in the why, boat? Why is... And also, yeah, and also, it's like he's gone to the Amazon or something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, it's the people that are there, uh, just sort of, you know, dressed like you said, like tribal people that are living in yeah. the middle of nowhere or something in the jungle. I was very, I was very confused at this point because there's like hundred of the fuckers as well, and then it turns out it's the film set. I was like, all oh, right, okay, all right. And are these extras or are these actually people that live there or what? That's a good question. Because uh, the, the whole film crew are there. There's like, you know, it's like, it's basically, it's like a big bamboo dome, isn't it? That, that he's fighting yeah. in and he's, he comes out wearing some traditional outfit. Yeah. It's like a bamboo dome with multi, multiple leveled platforms. It's like a stage out of Power Stone. Uh, yeah. And, and it's a bit like the uh, a scene or the one of the scenes or um, stages from Mortal Kombat. Because you've got bamboo yeah. spikes sticking out the bottom as well. <laughs> Uh, which you know somebody's going to end upon. So then uh, the, you know, so there's lights, cranes, camera. It, it's a proper high quality snuff movie. This is, isn't it? Yeah, like I said, the, the quality of the set on the fake film in the film is better than most of the sets in the yeah. film. Um, but anyway, he starts. So he's got this mask on as well. It's like a dragon type style yeah. mask. I said he look. He looks like the Red Power Ranger. Mm. And. Uh, He's fighting some of the natives who've got weapons, but, you know, they're no problem to him. Was it him? Because uh, he, he puts his, his helmet on and then someone's fighting. I couldn't tell if that was a stuntman or if that was it, that was Mr. It's Abaddon. a mixture. I think there are bits in it where it's clearly, I think mostly when he's, he's doing acrobatics and stuff and whatever, yeah. it's it's a stunt person doing it or whatever. Um, anyway, so then he's beats, he's beats the shit out of all these. And then Khan turns up. He's holding the girl in one arm. <laughs> yeah, he's dressed like the Black Power. Right and here. a sack. He's got a white sack, which he throws um, into this pit. And you you find out that it's actually Prang who's dead. Yeah. Prang's body gracefully spins around in the water and you can see the bits of cotton wool in his nose. Yes! The water going um, up I saw that as well. <laughs> um, and anyway, so... He's crying, like um, uh, Jake is. He's, re- he's real emotional at this point, really, really emotional. Um, which then turns to like vengeance, um, and then Molly gets sort of like trussed up in this net thing, which gets yeah, she gets trussed up like an Ewok net. Yes, hoisted into the air, 
Uh, and he shouts, let the girl go, really. Again, it's like the R from earlier. It's like oh, overly loud and overly dramatic. Yes. Um, but then they have a fight. Are they using swords? Which, you know. Yeah. I put boo, swords. Um, I didn't want swords. And uh, so anyway, he slashes the mask off um, Khan's face. And he's like got a big cut down his face now, hasn't he? Yeah. We get, we get another fucking replay again, don't we, of Sean being dead? Yes, uh, and he shows a photo of his dead brother, um, and then he's, he can't he says something like, I'll send you to hell to join your brother. Um, yeah. He's pretty ripped, to be fair, isn't he? I think Billy yeah. Blanks. Well, at some point he has to flex at the camera so you can see how vascular he is. Um, apparently, I read uh, again on Wikipedia that he was the inspiration for DJ in... Street Fighter 2. Ah, the beloved DJ. No one liked that character no. either. Yeah. And also, who's that? Uh, who's the fucking Bruce Lee ripoff as well? Oh, ooh. Uh, um, I know exactly. Lei Le, Le, Le Fong? Something. Anyway, Sorry. that was all in Street Fighter 2 Turbo, wasn't it? That yes. they came about on the SNES, I remember. Yeah, because who were the new characters on that? Nobody really. Cammy was one of them as well, wasn't it? Cammy, T Hawk, DJ. Oh, shit, weren't and... they as well? Yeah, Cabby. Well, Cabby was the only one who really stuck around for a yeah. bit. But yeah, T Hawk was the shit Zangi. Yes, and DJ weren't up, up to much, and the Chinese fellow was just Bruce Lee. Yes. Um, anyway, uh, so Ooh. they're in a fight. Uh, Jake's losing pretty much. He nearly goes in the spikes, but saves himself miraculously with yes. his toes. With his magic. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I uses magic toe hooks to avoid being speared by bamboo. <laughs> um, and so then um, he uses his special moves, but they don't work because of oh. the log training. Yes. Um, and I, I thought generally, uh, now from what I've read and watched that interview, apparently this, set, this whole set, set up took about two weeks to film because um, he's fairly involved. And there's, oh, yeah. What did you think of the fighting in this particular scene? It's all right at a distance. Some of it falls apart close up. Yeah. And it's one of them. I think if you put good sound effects in it, it might work better. Mm. But it just, it, it weren't, it weren't great. Mm. It, it was, some of it was technically, technically good. I mean, it, it was good when, uh, old Khan does a proper flying kick off one level onto the yeah. other. You know, some nice elevation on that. And there's some nice, there's a few nice kicks in that, but when it comes to like the punches and stuff, it's all a bit crap. And then some of it feels really, really sort of choreographed and robotic. When they're close up and there's, I don't know how to put it. Like if they're punching close up or they're blocking or ducking and moving, there's a very, like, there's a very rhythmic timing to it that shows that it's like been pretty you know, heavily rehearsed. So it's like block, punch, block, duck. But that, so it's all on that that same time. There's no acceleration or deceleration to the fight. It's all very very uniform. Mm. There's a couple of there's, there's one scene I think, which again they highlighted in this interview uh, that he did uh, with Scott Adkins, which is you can tell that there's there's a bit of contact, like because he kicks him in the in sort of like the the chest, and um, you mm. know it pushes him back a little bit. And there's, there's but generally speaking, I think like you said, it looks it's it's heavily choreographed. And, and yeah, I mean, of course they are, but I think I just think the maybe better angles, better sound, better editing could it could have, it could have been because they obviously put the effort in, but I just don't I don't think the end product was 
the best that it could yeah. have been. Um, anyway, so then um, Jake uh, ends up winning and he um, he kicks Khan into this kind of cage thing, um, which then some spikes come down into his stomach. Yeah, he gets rankled. Uh, ah, oh, yes. Book. Yeah, there you go. Another Star Wars or Return of the Jedi mm. reference. And uh, yeah, so then, but his final act, being a twat, is to let Molly die, or you know, he, he Try to tries kill to Molly. kill her. But but uh, he, Jake does that thing which he does in No Trip, No Surrender Three, which he kind of uses his own body to break her fall and save yeah. her. Not, but but not as not as well done because in that one, in that one, he, yeah, when he breaks his brother's fall, his spine should have been snapped clear in half. Whereas this one, it just kind of slides in, and it it. it, it it didn't look as good. It wasn't a slow no, motion moment. It, it, it wasn't. It was just a thing. It, it just kind of like falls beside her. And, yeah. yeah. See, I was bamboozled because she gets out of the net and she says that she loves it. Yeah. And I was like, why? They haven't done anything yeah. yet. But apparently they have. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, you missed it. They, they've had sex a couple of times. Um, yeah. So. Um, but then all the extras, all the extras start climbing the cage for some reason. Yeah, I don't, I don't were they, well, that was the thing as well. It's because like Khan's dead now. So, the yeah. I think the director and um, oh, what did he, what's his name McKinney. McKinney they're sort of like oh you know well it was going to happen sometime or other and I think I don't know if they want to they don't seem overly shocked it's almost like they they, no. they want to promote Jake as the new champion yeah. or whatever or I, I don't know anyway um, so but then the kind of militia and Captain O'Day and Anderson all turn up. Well, I don't know. I was trying to figure out, was it Interpol? Was it the police? Or was it a full-scale fucking army? Because that's what it looked yeah, like. Yeah, well, like, like, all of them. Like, jeeps. Yeah. hundred men, guns, bazookas. Um, well, that's it. Because then, so Jake and the captain have a bit of a chat. And he's like, you know, I knew you were going to switch the address or whatever. And it's like, well. Yeah. Um, and then they blow up the set. That that so that made no sense. Because he gave them a false address. Mm-hmm. We don't, was that address like a building somewhere? And he says, oh, I'm not a rookie. I'm your captain. So I knew where you were. How? (laughs) They're in the middle of fucking nowhere. (laughs) They're in the jungle, pretty much, aren't they? Yeah. Um, Well, that's it. And Well, anyway, then they um, blow up the set of that dome with rocket launchers. Why? Well, that's, I don't know. And then also it made me think, well, they haven't recovered Prang's body. They've blown him up. So, you know... (laughs) That's Instead of giving him a funeral or just <laughs> fucking blow him up, who cares? Yeah. Uh, I mean, surely there's evidence in there as well, but now fuck it. We've, just, we've bought guns, we've bought rocket launchers. We'll, we're just going to have to do it. We're just going to blow yes. it up. And then I don't know whether this was cut from yours because it was a bit of, uh, you know, kissing or whatever, but um, Jake and Molly are kissing with some soppy shit music. Well, yeah, that, well, that was their first kiss in the uh, film. And it was only really notable because it was kind of like mouth kissing. And then Afton sneaks in a sleek, sneaky lick. Yeah, there you go. He does a sneaky little slurp on the side of her oh. mouth. And I thought, ooh, you cheeky little bastard. And I, wonder, and I was thinking, crikey, maybe that's because he thought, ooh, ooh, I'm going to have a, I'm gonna have a bit, bit, bit of fun, a bit of nudie fun film in this film. And it turns out all I've got is a kiss at the end, so I'll just slip the tongue. Uh, well, there you go. So that was it. That was... Um, King, the king of the kickboxers. Uh, so, what were your thoughts after watching it all these years when you first watched it? God, where do you, right. 
it was as standard as standard could be. Yeah. It was absolute paint-by-the-numbers plot, paint-by-the-numbers characters. The acting was more or less awful. The fight scenes weren't special in any way, shape, or form. The only real little bit of kudos is that the master wasn't some old man. It was someone of a reasonable age, so that was different. But otherwise, it it, it just came across as a... It, because it's a shit version of so many other films. Mm. It didn't have, like, there was more to talk about, like in No Retreat, No Surrender, and there was a bit more fun about it. It wasn't, it wasn't a fun film. The Billy, Billy Blanks was bloody awful. He should have been like a great big menacing beastie thing, but he, because he's acting so fucking awful, and don't get me wrong, some of the bad guys in the No Retreat, No Surrender films, shit. I mean, but at least they were funny or something, whereas everything was just, I am angry now. I will say this like this. Her. Yeah, it, it just, yeah, just like, it was just like a far under a, a far under a blanket of algae. Mm. Yeah, from my point of view, I suppose, having never seen it before, and I think I'm a bit like you, I, I didn't, I felt a bit flat after I'd, there was, Obviously, a few memorable moments, like the for the mm. wrong reasons, you know, the sort of like the screaming, yeah. the dialogue, and all that sort of stuff. But it's one of those where it, I think, no, no surrender three in particular seems to have a sense of a bit of fun about it, and and it was yeah. a bit daft. Whereas this is daft, but I, let's see what I was trying to say to you about the sort of the, um, and yet obviously you have comparisons to Kickboxer because you know it's they pretty much copied Kickboxer in a lot of ways, didn't they? But I think, <laughs> and although much. Kickboxer, um, it was never my favourite Van Damme film growing up. I always preferred no. Blood no. Uh, Sport. No, but I agree. There was something about Kickboxer having watched it. You know, I suppose I think that there's that um, whether you want to call it charisma from Van Damme or, or you know, it was that you did actually give a shit about the. And it's the dip in the hands in the glass and stuff. That's that's the yeah. Thing. The, the you know his brother and then um, well the fact that as well the, the the master who he trains with has got a dog and they throw a knife at the dog. It's like you want these fuckers to get killed, <laughs> and and so you know and and then that they again so you kind of have to compare it to that because it's it's there yeah. and like you said it didn't the fight scenes weren't particularly impressive in a lot of ways. Um, so there was nothing really that kind of made me like enjoy it, if you if that makes sense. I... No, if you've got not a single muff puff of originality or anything in there, you've got to do what you're gonna do well. Yeah, but it, it, if so many films do more or less everything, this does better. And the only character who would seem to trying to have fun sometimes was Jake. But no one else seemed to be written in that way. So he was just on his own, trying to be cocky, arrogant, maybe a little bit fun, overly emotional sometimes. But no, there wasn't anyone to play off at all, apart from when finally Prank came into it. But that's what, like 45 minutes into the film or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah. It, uh, it was just like the most vanilla of... It's like the cheapest vanilla ice cream you can get. Yeah. It's... Um... Yeah, it was. Uh, would I recommend better than fucking Golden Child? Oh, oh, okay. Would you recommend people watch it or no? 
No, I don't think I would. Usually, I, I usually say, "Well, if you want this, then yeah. If you something, something, yeah." No, I don't think I would. There's, there's so many other films out there that do this better. The, the other thing as well is, I suppose, again, going back to No Retreat, No Surrender Three, there were so many over the top stunts in that. You know, like when yeah. people getting kicked thirty foot in the fucking uh, over a balcony or something, <laughs> or diving through <laughs> windscreens or. Just, yeah, some of the pullback rope work in that film was amazing. It's just so <laughs> over the top. And so, mm. whereas there was nothing really like that in this, was there? Um, no. It, it, yeah. So, I, I kind of, I say enjoyed it. I'm glad I've watched it now after all these years, but I don't think it's it's got enough for it to have that occult status of being so no. bad that it's good. It's just average. Yeah, it's no way near being so bad it's good, and it's no way near being good. It's it's like the worst, I suppose, because it's just yeah there. That's what yeah. it is. Okay. Right. Well, there you go. Anyway, we've uh, we've watched it now, so um, we can put that one to bed. So yes. I'm not going to pick a martial arts film. Um, I um, I've decided that we've done a few of them now, so mm-hmm. we are going to go to a we're going to go back to a bit of horror. Because I don't think Ooh. we've done that one for a little while. We haven't done a. I know. Well, you could argue mm. the happening. That's not a fucking horror. Uh, yeah. Threads. Oh well, that was nas- that. That's Halloween. That, that was last, last November, year. and I, I don't think okay. we'll ever watch anything as traumatic as Threads ever again. <laughs> this is this is um, a film that I haven't watched for a long time, but I did. Okay. I think just the poster of it and uh, seen bits of it when I was very very young around my. Nantos, um, it scared me t- t- quite a lot, and then um, it was only until I watched it a few years ago. Actually, because uh, there's a few, there's a lot of films around that era that are kind of, I suppose, your typical uh, video nasty type films, and I always thought that this was one of those. But actually, is it Dario Argento's Demons? No. Demons. Damn. Demon. No, it's Demon. I've never seen that, but no, <laughs> but it was one of those films that you thought oh, it scared okay. me. But it, uh, actually, when I watched it uh, many years ago, I'm assuming it's still the same. I'll still think the same of it. It's actually it's a really good horror film. It's 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 okay. uh, anyway. I could be wrong. You may have already seen it. I don't know, but um, mm. it's been on the list for a while. But I so I thought I'd go back. So it's from 1981. Ooh, uh, okay. So okay. it's quite early on, and it starred. Well, it's first of all directed by Gary Sherman. Uh, who, uh, well, I think you're not going to get it from that, I don't think. Uh, no, I, I'm, I'm, I'm fucking useless at this. But yeah. Well, anyway, so um, in terms of who stars in it, so uh, this will throw you off probably, but I'll mention it anyway. In one of his early acting roles, uh, Robert Englund. Right. Um, then you've got Melody Anderson from uh, Flash Gordon. Right. Uh, and James Farantino is listed as oh, the yeah. main actor in it. Yeah. You've got brilliant. Jack Albertson, who... Yeah. Yeah, good old Jack Albertson. Yeah, <laughs> I liked him in the commercial for the uh, uh, paper. But, but no, good, if yeah. I... If, well, if I say that Jack Albertson was the granddad in um, Willy Wonka, then you'll know exactly who that is uh, in the Gene Wilder version of Willy Wonka. Um, anyway... You don't get it, no. All right. What does it? What letter does it start okay, with? So uh, it begins with a D. Does it? Okay. Uh, I'll just tell you. It's it's called de- da, da, Dead and da, Buried. Da, 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 da. Oh, never seen ah, it. Ah, well, there you go. 
uh, Dead and Buried. <laughs> Never heard oh, of it. Oh, really? Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, so Dead and Buried from 1981. Um, oh, I should have mentioned as well, uh, written by or co-written by um, the writer of Alien, Dan O'Bannon. Yeah. So it's got a bit of uh, something yeah. behind it. So I'm never heard of it i don't know why I, I this is the weird thing like i watched a lot of horror films but horror films let's say 90 percent of the horror films i've ever watched have probably been after 1985 oh. i would guess there you go well this is almost a 70s film. well this this will be interesting for you then to see uh because like mm. i said i um yeah, it scared me when I was a kid. I think just the poster of it and just the thought of it, as opposed to actually, there's another film of that from that era as well called the uh, the, the Boogeyman, um, uh, or the Bogeyman. I, I was going to say the Bogeyman. My God, he's dancing again. <laughs> the Boogeyman. <laughs> the Bogeyman. Yes, but um, anyway, so. Uh, we'll dive into that next time round. But um, no, it's been good to get back to it and. Um, yeah, I'm just looking at the poster now. Uh, yeah, and then uh, yeah, so we'll uh, we'll watch that next time and have a chat about it. But uh, no, thank you. It's been good. thank you to you, uh, not not the listeners. Fuck them. Uh, <laughs> no, thank you to you for getting back behind the mic and um, having a chat. Thank you for having. It's been me. a while, but it's good to be back. And um, yeah. Um, Sorry, my TVs just—you know, TVs. It's well, Samsung ones anyway, in particular. So for some reason, they just occasionally pop up saying "auto power off." Your TV will turn off in fifty seconds unless you press OK. Oh yeah, mine, mine, yeah, mine does that. If you don't press a button in three minutes, we're going to assume you're and, dead. Anyway, I mean, you don't want to use electricity. Uh, so yeah. uh, yes, well, thank you for listening, and again, thank you to you. Um, if you want to find us if you go to uh, 60mw.co.uk which is the web's website um it's got all the shit on it um can't call it twitter anymore i guess but uh if you go i, I refuse to call it what it's called now because it's fucking stupid <laughs> it's ridiculous mind you does it still say tweets on it because it did up to a couple of days ago it was like retweets it's, no it's reposts no if if you want to post, it's not tweet now. You know, it, it says post. This is actually all changed now because there's all that shit now. There's there's actually th- no. Mine still says th- retweet. Oh, yours hasn't updated. Then I'm guessing. But uh, in your face, musk, you motherfucker. Oh well, there you go. Actually, so do you remember when uh, Crossy Bird came out and people actually it, it, the guy who made it then took it off the store. People are actually selling their phones for stupid amounts of money. Um, do you remember do you remember that? Vaguely, and, yeah. Uh, oh, should, no, it's should not, I have oh, not updated oh, no, my it's phone? Not Crossy Road. What, was it? what did I say? Not Crossy Road. The one where you got that... Oh, Flappy, you mean flappy, flappy Bird. bird thank yeah. you. That's it, yeah. yeah. Anyway, and people were selling their phones because you couldn't get it anymore. And they were selling them yeah. because... Anyway. So don't update your phone now and then sell it and... Yeah, but it's got the X thing. Uh, I mean, it only changed from Twitter to X about about four days uh, ago. But it still says retweet on mine, so I haven't updated it to the latest version. Uh, but oh, I, mean, I don't give a fuck. I don't go on there anyway. I don't buy any of the fucking things. Bollocks do yeah, all Yeah, then you've got fucking threads now, haven't you? And um, and what? Well, I wouldn't have thought you'd want to go on threads. <laughs> no. Never again. So anyway, there you go. Just go to the website because that's where all the shit is. Yeah. Um, but no, thank you for listening. And... Um, We'll be back next time with some 
dead and buried. Uh, uh, bye bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye bye. <laughs>